that ship didn't even exist. Did you ever think about that? I didn't know. So now if I went and made a major security situation out of it, everybody steps in, administration steps in, and there's no exclusive rights for anybody. Nobody wins. So I made a decision, and it was wrong. It was a bad call, Ripley. It was a bad call. Bad call? Right. These people are dead, Burke! Don't you have any idea what you've done here? Well, I'm going to make sure that they nail you right to the wall for this. You're not going to sleaze your way out of this one. Right to the wall. We want to uh, suck Clean Howard's balls. <laughs> oh, we're going live. Hello. And welcome. I, I think he there, knew that. There wasn't a we in there. <laughs> Fine, it'll be me. <laughs> Why were you talking about Clint Howard? <laughs> I can't say yet. It'll all be revealed in the pod. <laughs> Those of you who were going to tune out, now I'm sure you're locked, locked in. <laughs> oh, are they going to talk about Clint Howard on this pod? And his balls? I'm throwing, I'm throwing, I'm throwing an audible. Only Clint Howard movies. <laughs> yeah. Everyone make your changes now. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to... Yeah. <laughs> his... Uh, his balls probably. Well, we kind of got ugly. As we kind of got talking about. We'll talk about him a little bit more later. But he has done two hundred and forty nine movies. That's insane. Isn't man. that insane? Yeah, because a lot of people nice. think, oh, he just you know Ron throws him in his movies and everything like right. that. You know what they you forget? should do? You should come up with a list of like the best actors have only been in ten or fifteen movies, and then say he's been in twice as many movies of all these other people together. Yeah. Exactly right. Because <laughs> yeah. oh, it would be cool to do a pod with best character actors in movies too. Ooh. Uh, that would be interesting. And then you would pick someone from the 80s that you see all the time. Or Brian Dennehy. Like yeah, Brian Dennehy. He usually is not a main guy uh, in movies. He was awesome. Every time I hear his name, all I can think of is South Park, the movie, where they're singing their song, and it's about Brian Boitano. Uh-huh. And Brian Dennehy shows up, and, oh. and he's like, I'm Brian Dennehy. And they're like, who the fuck is Brian Dennehy? <laughs> I love the FX movies, man. Have you seen the FX movies? Oh, yeah, I love oh, them, man. dude. Those yeah, are great movies. So those good. are random, random yeah. movies. Oh, really? I, yeah. I thought those were common. Oh. I don't think I don't think I know anybody that's seen those movies. Yeah, there's huh. a lot of people that have not seen those. Yeah. Uh, Again, I think that was one of those '90s he could HBO be a movie hero uh, for sure. Uh, and we mentioned movie heroes because that is what this week's pod is all about. He's giving himself setups now. Has he got that bad? I tried Has he got that bad, Justin? I was like, usually they set me up. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm taking the reins. <laughs> <laughs> This is, uh, what do we... Today is uh, today's my anniversary. Not only Dave's anniversary, it's also the the way I remember it is uh, May the Fourth be with you. <laughs> That's how I remember my anniversary. <laughs> Has that just started? That was like five years ago. That started. I don't know when that started. It wasn't too uh, long ago that they I, started that, right? I would say it's. I would imagine Maria was annoyed. I don't think she probably would have hey, known any that. Way that people can remember your anniversary. Yeah, right. In a clever way. That's <laughs> yeah. a good one. Yeah. You know? That's like a, another friend of mine uh, got married on Halloween. Oh yeah. Yeah. Who yeah. does that? Yeah. Halloween's a friend all right. Of That's mine. not going to screw up anyone's holidays. Though. <laughs> it's when you get married on like Christmas or something. Nobody gets like that. married on Christmas. No, well, I bet you're wrong. I bet there's a lot of people that do, man. There's some crazy people that pick crazy. I bet they don't stay married there's, very long. There's people that get married at Comic-Con. I'm sure they'll get married at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you know you're going to have your whole family there because in that aspect there's it some, makes a lot of sense. There are right? some real weirdos out there. I saw this story online the other day. It was like couple got married and they had a Delta Airlines themed wedding because they both really liked Delta Airlines. I mean, wow. You, you better either work, have worked there or, or own really, it. Or, <laughs> <laughs> even then he's like, I'm going to go. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. taking two weeks place, off man. of this nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, Maybe funny. Delta gave him a free fight flight for oh, there was sponsor. A, there was another one. There was a little kid whose birthday who loved the local weatherman or something and wanted the weatherman to come. <laughs> oh, it was so weird. He was wanted a weatherman themed birthday. I know this was marriage, the but. weatherman his hero. <laughs> Thank you, Justin. There you go. I appreciate that. We got it back on the track, folks. Justin led me right back to the uh, the movie heroes. I realized I was going over the past episodes, and we had a movie villain episode. Mm. Like and we're not talking superheroes per se. Either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there could be some superheroes on here and there, but uh, we've kind of opened this up to be like anybody. Like we we've talked enough about just recently about uh, Indiana Jones, so I won't mention him. So you're not gonna come on here. You're gonna get a little bit more of the random hero. Papa not, Smurf. Not as much. See, now that would be random. Uh, <laughs> uh, not as much Indiana Jones and James Bond, but more like Remo Williams or... Uh, or Dolph Lundgren as He-Man and Masters of the Universe. There's, there's an argument that he's a hero. <laughs> as bad as he was in it. <laughs> On paper, I he was a hero. I never watched that movie. Uh, oh, I it, loved it. When did they say they now. were remaking it? Yeah. Yeah. It's coming out soon. And you said it was going to be a horror movie? More of a horror movie? I'm hoping it's going to be more oh, of a horror obviously. movie, but I don't that, know Which what means gonna... it's not going to be. No, I think <laughs> it will. I think I think this new mutants coming out is going to uh, show people that you can cross genre like that really easily with uh, within your uh, kind of I mean, you almost have to franchise. after a certain point. It's boring just watching the same. Yeah. X-Men is still one of the franchises, and you know that I'm not the biggest superhero movie fan. Yeah. But X-Men is one I've always liked. The yeah. characters are super interesting. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that they all come together and they go to the school. I don't know. We're, you're good. He's <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, don't say anything. You would, you would love Logan. Yeah. The, the I, one, I the, know I would. The new one, they've released it in black and white, too. So really? It's got... Really? A film noir look to it, wow. even without the black and white version. I, it's, uh, when I saw the trailer, I knew right away I would like it. I, I don't a, have a good amazing. excuse for it's not having watched it. I, I own it, so we'll watch it next time you're over the house. I was too really? busy watching the Jackal. Yeah, <laughs> did, you, did you watch it, Jack? Yeah, sprawl. <laughs> <laughs> Jack early, Black is so awesome. Early Jack oh, you yeah, know what man. I watched? Uh, I binged yesterday in uh, the Cobra Kai series. Oh Ooh. yeah, watched yeah. them all, man. And you watched the whole thing. Yep. It's only 10 episodes and you have a 30-day free trial for YouTube Red. They don't charge you till like June so you can uh cancel up till You're logging already and cancel? So, no, I already canceled it. <laughs> yeah. Cuz if I you don't, you'll have it 2 yeah, years from yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. About it or something, yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's And there's nothing else that's on. That's written into their there's business There's nothing model else on there. You can't watch like movies on YouTube, which you assume if you have that YouTube Used to be Red, able to. You mm. can watch like uh uh things without commercials or they're doing like youtube red is almost like pandora now so it allows you to listen to music offline like pandora does huh. uh, really. and everything and you can no commercial interruptions. <laughs> not my neighborhood and then <laughs> you have to have the good internet and then the rest it. of it is a youtube red series and the only series really they've done so far is this karate kid mm-hmm. but i was telling justin it's really amazing what they've done to this where you are rooting for the former bully, and you could give two shits about Daniel LaRusso. He is the least interesting thing about the entire show. No. Uh, the most interesting thing is... Is it good to have there? He's not like... What's that? He's not hurting the series. No, he's not hurting the series. Okay. But he's just... They, they don't they, focus they on him. Do they, they even focus completely. on him much? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's in it just as much. But... Every scene that it's told from Johnny's point of view, and every okay. scene he's in, he steals. But are they the doing shit. what they? Are they accomplishing what they want you to feel bad for Johnny? Oh yeah, and that's what they want. Within the first episode, you're like, holy shit, because okay. he is like downtrodden. It starts with him getting kicked in the head. Like he gets kicked in the head, and they refilm certain scenes from above or behind shoulder blades. Nice. He got really drunk one uh, point, and he showed back up. John Senna did, or the uh, no Johnny uh, Lawrence got 
he's he's a complete alcoholic. Looks yeah, like a I heard. Mom. I heard his dad. It was is, on NPR. Ed, his they dad is Ed Asner. Uh, oh really? really? And Asner's still alive? And he's looking old, and he's ornery, and you can tell that he didn't have a good life, Johnny. And nothing was going right for him. He's seeing billboards all over the place for fucking Daniel Russo, and he's uh, he, he sells cars, right? <clears throat> Daniel Russo, yeah, yeah, high end like Porsches and shit. So it's totally flipped the thing. You know, Daniel That's Russo had no money. <laughs> Daniel Russo had no money, and Johnny was of the elite. And the only reason he was of the elite because he was of his stepfather. So now it's completely opposite, where. Uh, Daniel Russo lives probably in the nicest house that me and my wife have ever seen in our life. Oh wow! And I don't think they ever showed the same room twice. It's so it's one of those big Spanish houses. Oh in, wow, uh, nice! And it's amazing. Uh, you'd love it when you watch it. And uh, he's just this rich prick. He goes to that club now. Remember that he got all the spaghetti on him. That oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's a member of the club now. Johnny's not, and Johnny's just trying to survive and. He meets this one kid who's getting bullied and just decides to train him. But ultimately, he gets all the dorks. All the dorks that he would be bullying, he is training them now. And <clears throat> the problem is is you, a little bit of that Cobra Kai starts coming in and you see a couple of them being vicious. No mercy. Then uh, uh, that's on the wall, mercy man. No mercy. Strike first, strike <laughs> fast. Uh, no mercy. Mercy's for the weak, man. There you go. Uh, and it's phenomenal. I kind of agree every with scene that. that uh, <laughs> no, every you're going to get into a fight. In, that's the way amazing. to do it. Yeah, John, uh, William Zapka like destroys this uh, role, really, really good. Nice. Uh, I'm glad because I think he was doing some. No, he's always been that like low level bully character. Just but I never saw his acting chops. Was what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the problem too. I mean, he he was in a lot of the '80s movies. He's in like five or six really fucking super huge '80s movies. But he was always the asshole. He's the good looking asshole. Dude. Yeah, the bully in all of them. Yeah. Yeah. So it's great that he's coming out, and I told I told Justin the only bad thing about the series is a, a couple too many callbacks to you can see coming a million miles away. Yeah, a couple of them they make they make fun of though, which is really clever. <laughs> I, uh, I'll, I'll ruin one for wax you right on, now just because off. it's so. Well, they do all that. There was a great one where uh, <coughs> where Johnny Lawrence is like trying to pay the bills in the office and the kids washing the windows and he's like you want me to wash these a certain way he's like nah, i don't give a shit yeah. <laughs> and there was another great moment where the kid hurts himself and a lot of the elements kind of lay up just like the uh, karate kid which kind of makes me more excited for the second season than the first season because they're done with these callbacks but he gets his daniel russo student gets injured uh in the final thing and he's in the back and i turn to my girl and i said if he does the hand thing you know, yeah it's just you know he's doing much. the hand you know he's thing. Doing but, man it. what was great about it is he says, my shoulder, I don't know if I could uh, continue. And uh, <clears throat> uh, What's Ralph Macchio? Slaps his hands together, rubs him, and he looks aside and he goes, Medic! Can we get a medic out here? <laughs> so, <laughs> that was pretty clever how they did it. But I, Zapka, I think, mm. is probably even a better actor than Macho in this, just because he has that role where you just are feel bad for him, man. You feel really bad for him. <laughs> but yeah. Fantastic series. Check yeah, I have out. to check that out. Get it for free and cancel your subscription. <laughs> <laughs> Promoted right here. It's gonna on get some He's gonna get YouTube. death threats. Yeah, Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna, just gonna be a. He's gonna be the, the movie Casino in his uh, inbox. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this, it, that works also well into this because Daniel Russo could have easily been on the list as heroes. So couldn't have Mr. Miyagi. I mean. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of different uh, elements with movie heroes, and they you can't have that villain without the hero, and you can't have those heroes without the the villains. So, it just makes sense. I wish I had gone through and wrote down what our villain choices were. Can you remember any of your villain choices from the pod? Oh. I remember I had uh, Heath Ledger for I Batman. I had um, 
Gary Oldman from uh, Fifth Element. Fifth Element. Fifth Element. I remember um, I had Clarence Boddicker for uh, RoboCop. I had Vince Vaughn from Cell Block in ninety. That's right. Cell Block ninety nine. Uh, I still haven't seen. You that. gotta see. Yeah, that yeah. Movie, man, it's it kind of so it came and it went. Good. It, it got big and then it, it's out of there. Uh, yeah. Well, so it's I, a movie it. or a TV. No, show? I'll be able to find it. It's a movie. That movie came out. I sent you both that trailer for that Joaquin mm-hmm. Phoenix movie that uh, where he's a kind of a bounty hunter. And finding uh, children that have been kidnapped for sex slave. Yeah, yeah. Man, that movie's going to be brutal, man. I can tell. Uh, that <laughs> because it's, it's sex slave. Yeah, I don't know. No, just I don't know violence. if I'll watch it because He goes of that. out with a hammer. And, well, he, he kidnaps this one girl that he's searching for gets uh, taken for sex slave. And he, you could tell he goes in there like Seagal. And he just he goes in there with a hammer and uh, destroys everyone and gets this girl. And, but he only get, he gets her back to the one this one safe place where he's hiding her, and she's taken from her again. And, what? And so the whole rest of the movie is him trying to get that girl back. Damn. And it, he's it's just him uh, with a hammer, and the whole uh, trailer is just him with blood splatter all over his face. Oh and shit! Joaquin Phoenix looks like he's gonna play. He's gone next level, Joaquin uh-huh. Phoenix. So if they're lucky enough to get him for Joker, while they still can, because I don't think Joaquin Phoenix will be dead in ten years. In my uh, opinion, because he's he's just that crazy wild man. I've hung out with him, yeah. before. Yeah. And uh, you yeah. confirm he's a wild man. <laughs> and uh, he was running. He came running into the bar we were at, uh, and I'll tell us just this tiny little story. <laughs> and uh, he was leaving the dance club that he was at. He was at UC mm-hmm. and. Having a drink, just to, when he comes back town, he doesn't want people to come. Yeah, up. if you right. don't know, yeah. that's why he doesn't go out. Family right. He never goes out. He stays on his ranch. Yeah, but they got him. His sister and my friend Andy Lord got him to go out that night, mm-hmm. and they go to the UC, and he's sitting in the corner, and like he went in the bathroom to try to take a leak, and mm-hmm. pe- people were trying to take pictures of him over his that's shoulder, terrible, taking man. a leak, that's... and he was furious at the, by bet, the time he man. ran into us, and but that's uh, exactly why Johnny Depp lives in, lives in Paris. Ass if they yeah, but then that. you beat somebody's ass and he sues you that's, and you're on the that, cover with the fist coming right at the camera. That's like, fine. That's why, like I said, Johnny that's Depp lives in famous. Paris because he doesn't have to deal with that shit. Yeah, in Paris you can... Yep. It's funny, and uh, we're getting a little off track, but that Macron's wife... The French president's wife. Yeah, she can just walk. She goes. Oh, yeah. She just goes to the bakery. No mm. one bothers you. Yeah, our, they, they know. And everyone knows who you are. They just our don't first lady. You. She'd be shot and killed in about ten minutes yeah, if she yeah. went out in public. Yeah, you can't do that here. <laughs> Shit, they don't even let the our EPA guy has twenty man security team. Yeah, right? When you the environmental protection guy has a twenty man security team, you know your country's doing some things. Right? <laughs> All right, that's enough political stuff. Just get us back to movie <laughs> hero. Hurry up. So yeah, those people <laughs> who protect them would be considered heroes. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. So let's work all uh, Have we not even started start on? the list. Okay. Right? <laughs> no, this is all roll up. Okay. All right. So um taking a throwback to nineteen eighty five, Arnold Schwarzenegger Commando. Commando. Yeah. This is when he just started out too, man. Yeah. And uh, this was early, early on in his career. I mean, he already did what you Conan. 80, 85. 85. So mm. Conan already happened. Uh, but that's about it. I think he had just been doing Conan. Uh, so would you tell us a little bit about this? Because this was a great, this is a very great example of movie hero too, because. So basically the movie starts out and it's Arnold Schwarzenegger and Alyssa Milano. And that's his daughter. And they live in a cabin in the woods in the mountains, mm-hmm. and they have this really awesome life and this father-son relationship, daughter. and they're really, really... Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> daughter, whatever. <Whoa>. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> getting dark. <Yeah. laughs> 
Um, you know, and they're enjoying life. And so, you know, the first scene of the movie is them all smiles and everything. And eventually, uh, I'm pretty sure there's a helicopter yeah. that, you know, that oh, comes yeah. and he hears it coming. And, uh, you know, she realizes what's going to happen. And so uh, this general shows up. I think it's General Kirby um, shows up and basically says, like, hey, listen, you know, we need you. Uh, we have this major operation mm-hmm. going on. And his, let's see, what was his name? Dutch was Dutch. when... Oh, no, Dutch, no, Dutch was, was when Predator. predator um, Damn, I can't remember his name. I can't either. I, I've got it. Hang on. Commando. Uh, yeah, right? Well, we'll talk, <laughs> um, Alyssa Milano was super young in this movie, too. Matrix she, was his name. Matrix. Yeah, Matrix <laughs> was his name. That's crazy. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, at Melissa Milano. I will yeah. do the movie, but I want to be named Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Is there an article in front of that? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's John Matrix, oh, but you know that's just what they call him. Was Melissa Milano? Was she was she doing? Uh, Who's I don't the boss think she had started. I, think, she's the boss. I think it was just yeah. before Who's the Boss. Who's yeah. the Boss probably started in 85. She was probably one of my first crushes as yeah. a young yeah. kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I probably, I bet we're the same age, probably. Mine, yeah, mine I don't have Christina her age Applegate. right here. But. Christina Applegate. Without, she's without a doubt. She was too ditzy. No, it doesn't matter. She's just hilarious. So, uh, <laughs> back to Commando from Married with Children. So he basically, he turns the general down, <laughs> says he can't help him. And, uh, you know, the general goes away. And one of the guys that was there with him was named Bennett, right? Wasn't Bennett there with him, or did Bennett show up which later? Which one's the guy, which one's the crazy one with the knife? Who wears that the was Bennett. Beer? Yeah, yeah that was Bennett. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and so, ben, well, Bennett kidnaps his daughter, Yeah. right? Yeah. And so they come to try and, like, take him down. Yeah. Um, and so, basically, then that turns into the rest of the movie is... is He's going to go and rescue, rescue his daughter. His daughter. Yep. But they try and get him to like assassinate somebody, remember? Because they're taking him on the plane. Yeah, initially. I haven't seen this in a couple years. I did see it a couple years ago, though. Yeah. Radon Chan's in this movie, too? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he runs into her at the mall. She's the one who kind of helps him out. Right. Eventually. And he, actually goes over there with him. Yeah, in the too. seaplane. Yeah, yeah. And she's the one that radios to General Kirby to bring in backup when he's on the beach. Yeah. You know, taking out an entire army of oh, people. Yeah. Which is such an awesome scene. Have you seen Commando? In a long time. Because it, it kind of falls into that same category a lot of times with Raw Deal. And What's the one where the tank was the shooting one? at the helicopter? The tank was shooting at the helicopter. Oh, oh. Maybe, and that was, that was Schwarzenegger too. But. I think that was True Romance. Was it True Romance? Uh, they had that, that great helicopter that looks beefy. like with giant, oh. with the, It had the Gatton guns and then the tank. Shot a shell right through. Oh, the... I think that's uh, Rambo too. I think so. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Rambo. Okay. But it's okay. Those it's guys good. are interchangeable, you know? <laughs> um, this was around that same time where those mm. were a popular thing. You yeah. Know? Big guns and... Uh, <clears throat> Michael was Bay, like, what, was I he making was movies Rambo back then? Three, I don't think so. Because he should have been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so just some of my favorite scenes from this movie. One is um, the guy from Dreamscape. Who's like I can't ever remember his name, but he's the one who turns into like the cobra. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? the little guy. Oh, the yeah, little yeah, guy. Yeah. He's yeah. really, really good. Um, he was in Forty Eight Hours. Forty Eight Hours. Yeah. He was. Yeah. In, um, Twin Peaks. So he, right. he he tells him that he's going to kill him last. Well, eventually they have this car chase yeah. and everything, and he catches up to him, and he's holding him by the ankle over this cliff, and he's like, "Sully, remember when I told you I was going to kill you last?" And he's like, "That's right, Matrix, you did." He says. <laughs> I lied. And he just <laughs> lets him go, you know? Um, so that scene's awesome. Um, and then 
The other guy that's really awesome is Bill Duke in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bill Duke and uh, Schwarzenegger became friends early on. Yeah, well, so. they were in the Predator together. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, he wasn't. In he's the, man. he's he's the guy from um, uh, Payback. Payback. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's a director he's, now. He does a lot of we'd help you directing that, be uh, stuff too. <laughs> uh, I always like Bill Duke. Yeah, I but, forgot he was in this too. Yeah, I loved he, Commando Man. This was a fun movie. It man. was. You know? I love that guy with the stash. Oh he, yeah, he just epitomized that. There's always that like Vernon really Wells. that uh, he's always that. There's always that lackey. You know that is right under the guy who's really ahead of right at, in charge of things, and he was so great uh, as that actor in that movie. You know, and Sh- every Schwarzenegger movie, <laughs> the Schmee role, yeah, kind of the Schmee role. But every Schwarzenegger movie had it. Like you know, Michael Ironside was kind of the lackey to Ronnie Cox in Total Recall, mm-hmm. and uh, damn, what's another? Like uh, I guess all the uh, guys from Running Man were kind of the lackeys to uh, Richard Dawson. Saw him yesterday, man. Um, Richard Dawson. <laughs> Ned, Ned Beatty in the toy. <laughs> yeah. Or in Superman. Or in Superman. Exactly. Superman. That's a better <laughs> Or in yeah. Deliverance. Wait a minute. Superman. No, but there, there's really no bigger of a heroic character than someone who's trying to uh, risk his life to rescue his daughter. Yeah. yeah. You know? And... But yeah, then the other how favorite stupid scene, are you to do take his daughter, man? I know, I mean, right? You know, there's he's gonna go next level on yeah. You. Um, but the other favorite scene is when he breaks into the gun store and just you know loads up with everything you ever yeah. wanted to you know. No shoot one could or carry fire. these weapons except for Arnold. I know, yeah. right? And then yeah, and he was freaking huge he was in this ripped. movie. I remember ripped. when he was taking that little rubber boat to get onto the beach with all the stuff on and he's oh, yeah. running up in like a speedo. Dude was jacked, man. Like but he yeah. lifted a weight or two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, and oh, he yeah. ended up I mean he must have taken out a hundred and fifty guys yeah. by himself, you know. And then he he throws the the pipe through Bennett at the end yes. in their big scene yeah, 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 yeah. and he says, Let off some steam because yeah. the steam's <laughs> pouring out of the pipe, you know, like Oh, That's such probably a good where movie. that started too. I All those think, catchphrases. Yeah, I don't think he did it in Conan, so I think it probably started to come. <laughs> Could have been. Yeah. Uh, stick around. Stick around. Stick that around. Was, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Send me a copy. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite from Running Man, where he yeah. sticks at the guy. Uh, That's another Schwarzenegger guy. The guy. Twins. That, uh, no, not that guy. The you know the big guard from. Uh, yeah. Uh, that escorts him in. Uh, he was right. also in uh, Conan. He was in. I think he's in almost every Schwarzenegger movie to a certain point. So mm-hmm. I bet he was even in Commando at some uh, part. He was. Uh, he played Lafors, the uh, security guard, Mallrats. Oh yeah, <laughs> trying to run away nice. from. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> so Commando, good one, man. Right on, Sean. That was the first time I think we got introduced to her. Unless she was in something when she was younger than that. Maybe. I, I don't know. Maybe. Because she was pretty big in the 80s and then disappeared. Yeah. And it, she was that she type was of that, actress that she you She was did, the one that did that gargoyle. That, yeah. yeah that after, I haven't seen her in anything after that. Oh, really? You I, haven't seen her in anything after that? Wow. Yeah. And she has done some stuff. And uh, I think until a certain point, no one even knew she was uh, Tommy Chong's daughter. I didn't until no. very recently. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. 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 I knew she was for some reason. Yeah. She did a lot of stuff back in the 80s, but I don't know what she's doing now. Keep seeing them getting ready to do some residuals. Who, the Cheech and Chong? Yeah. Yeah, well, they're always kind of struggling for money, so I get it. All right, what you got? Movie hero. Uh, this is a kind of a twofer. A twofer? <clears throat> I don't like, know. Should we take a vote? Two. <laughs> <laughs> I'll name both of them, and you can pick in your own mind who Ooh, you want to be the hero. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you might not have seen this movie. Um, well, I've seen it. I like... <laughs> I love history, and I love movies about historic events that that try to follow it 
it's close. Well, if it's history, we should definitely know the characters. Yeah. You should know <laughs> sure. the characters. In fact, I probably couldn't. The, the, it's one of those movies there isn't like big great. All right, so it's all the president's <laughs> men, <laughs> and the heroes are the two reporters for the Washington Woodward Post. Woodward and Bernstein, played by Redford and Hoffman. Yeah, mm. awesome and movie. It's just—it's just totally your type of movie because it's very technical and it's super very investigative. I love, yeah, I love this movie. I can watch it over and yeah. over again, and I can have it in the background. And just the meticulousness of them trying to, you know, it was all—it inter- was all interviews. Yeah, it was really. interviews. Really, it was literally then, a two. I mean, if anybody doesn't know the story, the yeah, break us down. Um, the uh... Nixon was facing re-election during the Vietnam War, mm-hmm. and. Uh, they wanted, I, I think they wanted to get the political strategy oh, of the, the Democrats. Democrats. And so what he did is a famous uh, Watergate scandal is... Watergate Hotel. Um, the, who was the one guy? He's on, he does G. Gordon Liddy. G. Gordon Liddy, yeah. He was... He's the only one that kind of got a little famous after it. He's a lot, but he's a lot famous. Yeah, he's, he's, in that not circle as much of, anymore, but... He does a of, lot of... Of those groups... Yeah, of the, yeah, yeah, of the guys, yeah. So they straight up. It was a straight up robbery. It was mm-hmm. the Watergate like uh, uh, convention center and complex, which but I think it was across from the Watergate hotel. And well, and no, someone it, it from, went in like a circle. Okay, it so it went in like a circle, so somebody in one room could see yeah, into yeah. the room. And they some right. Well, see, they would have gotten away with it, but Forrest Gump saw them <laughs> yeah. and called. <laughs> no, exactly right. I mean. <laughs> it totally could have been. We don't know. Someone did. <laughs> someone saw flashlights in yep. the office, mm-hmm. and was just like someone's breaking in. Yep. Over there, and they just sent a. They should have bribed their way out of it. And yep. It got further and further along, and, and then the cover up started. And yeah, because it wasn't when there's the, that many people involved. This the cover up's never going to hold, man. The cover up is what brings you down. Yeah, like if you had just. If they had and just taken people. the bullet, if or it was if they, just two people, you could yeah. keep your mouth shut. But right. there was so many people involved. I mean, when w- you knew it had to have something to do with Nixon. Now, whether they told Nixon they were going to do it, yeah, you didn't know that at the beginning. It, except he fucking records everything. Yeah, kept right. Tape. Yeah. Kept tapes, which you could still listen to today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine if Trump kept tapes? <laughs> no, no. He just keeps tweets. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, it was so awesome today. <laughs> oh, he's going to go down in a similar type of way. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, and it's the it's cover up that huge. gets you. It's going to be huge. <laughs> billions and billions and billions. <laughs> so, it, so that's the story. He get caught and they... They meet this person that's feeding them information, mm. and it's the who famous could, deep throat. Who could also be a hero, technically. Hal Hoberg. Whistleblowers are sometimes yeah, heroes. Yeah, whistleblowers are... I, I, listen, uh, I think whistleblowers are always heroes. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, they could they could extort money for their yeah. stuff. They could do a number of different things. But right. going and making sure that stuff doesn't... Because, I mean, think of all the things that get cleaned up after whistleblowers yeah. come out. So Hal Holbrook. As Hal Holbrook. It was as deep throat, and uh, meets him his, in the garage, yeah. which, which has been like parried in yeah a million Sesame times. Street, yeah, to some of the biggest movies Sesame ever. Street. Oh, yeah, trading places. <laughs> you want to buy an E? A what? It's one of my e. favorite Sesame Street skits. <laughs> they do a totally deep throat drug stealer that's dealer awesome. style. <laughs> but yeah, that's people think mm-hmm. meeting somebody in a dark uh, parking garage in a trench coat. You yeah. Know, you, this is where this came from this because that's trip. literally what they they did. They, they met him that. there, <laughs> and he wanted totally uh, total 
uh, anonymity. Was it? anonymity yep. And uh, he would feed him a lot of shit. And who was Jason Robards? Was their was, the, was their boss? Yep. And and for there was a lot of stuff going on. And these guys this. are still around today, doing yeah. a lot of stuff in politics. And they still are they still with the Washington I don't, Post? I don't one know. of them is, I think. I don't think they both are, but they're still both active in getting their ideas out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Washington Post is taking a lot of hits because they they call you out yeah, on yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're not a Fox News. They're mm. not a they're well, not a CNN. No, regardless mm. of the truth to it, people attach that uh, fake news to any story that's yeah. derogatory to Trump. So uh, <laughs> he, he's a lot of things he's done successful, and that one of them is people uh, turning on the media. Uh, when a lot of these media people just want to reap, you wouldn't even have to make up shit. Just report his own words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's made media really simple for people. <laughs> this pod could go in a different direction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's your fault, man. You <laughs> I told you. To pick which one? We did. <laughs> I was gonna so. pick John Wayne. But. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted. I, I do really enjoy this movie, yeah. and, and, and it's not a movie for everybody. But the good thing is, because not a lot happens. Not a lot happens. But if you want to know something, they stayed pretty close to what is agreed upon as what really happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can watch it and get it. I wouldn't believe everything that everybody tells you when you watch a historical yeah. movie. But, but it's, it's good to see the scandal uncover. Yeah. In front of their eyes mm-hmm. because of one little initial thing they find and that goes to this interview to that goes to this interview. Because a yeah. lot of it is, I mean, a third of the movie is them probably going around interviewing people, if not half of the uh, thing. Oh, wow. Of like, what did you hear? What did you see? And them writing it down. My favorite I mean, scene is when he calls that one person on the phone and he's trying to get him to say it and he knows he won't say it. And he, oh, well, he needs him to tell him. And he's like, all right, so don't answer I'm going to ask you a question, yeah, yeah, yeah. and don't answer if the answer is yes. Uh-huh. And, like, you don't hear him answer anything. And then yeah, finally you hear the guy speak up. He's like, got what you need? <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Have you seen awesome. The Post yet? Uh, no. You would love The Post. Yeah. I, I, got I, hear it, 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 I have a bank of movies. I, there's like 20 that are on my yeah. that are on the list. Logan's on there. Just stuff I know I need to watch. I, I'm just, The I'm Post so, you would so love busy. because it just butts up to it. Uh, directly, it like ends with the 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 flashlights in the office of the uh, thing. So it's the Washington Post all the way up till there, apparently, uh, and it's Spielberg. So I'm sure it's pretty well done. But, mm. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. You'd like that. It's similar. A lot of the if there was a serial killer, and it would have been Zodiac. Yeah, I mm. mean, it's the same type of thing. Just that tireless. I was gonna have him uh, as my hero. I mean, <laughs> he might actually be. I told, you, I sent you that thing yesterday because of them finding the Golden State Killer mm-hmm. with that DNA testing. Yeah, San Francisco uh, forensics just sent the uh, uh, sent all the Zodiac stuff to the lab. Oh really? Oh wow! So. Damn it! I'm gonna get caught now. <laughs> yeah. Fuck! I gotta go. Guys. You look really. You, <laughs> you look, look really, really, really good for, for, for 86, man. Because chances are this guy's dead, but they're just gonna. Chances yeah. are he's dead, but I want yeah. him. I want to just hear his name the, attached to it. Yeah. Because you shouldn't get away. No, absolutely. Get closure, man. You yeah, know? I want to hear him say it was <laughs> that guy Lee. Oh yeah. Mm. Because that's who it probably. Because when I watched the Zodiac, and I've watched it like. Yeah. 50 times. And that's when Fincher's going to go, I knew it. <laughs> that's who he... That's, where, that's who he thinks did it. That's, that's who Graysmith... That, Graysmith wrote the book that yeah. became Zodiac. Most so. of the enthusiasts, and there are a lot of uh, like Zodiac nutbags who just like study that shit. They have, and they all they have CSI clubs out oh, yeah. in California. I would probably... If I was a 
had a little more free time was a little bigger of a dork. I want to be a CSI. You can start your own right here, Dave. <laughs> All right, we're going on to mine. <laughs> Number five. Uh, for me, 1989, Ed Harris as Bud Brigman in The Abyss. Yeah, and I love this. Movie. I think not only do I love the movie, I love the character of Bud in this. And when you really think about it, there is so many moments where he turns out to be a hero in this movie. Uh, now, if you haven't seen The Abyss, just the the quick synopsis is it's an oil uh, kind of rig that's underwater that's doing research and they're doing drilling. And uh, <clears throat> at some point, they're called off what they're doing to go retrieve a. Uh, a nuclear uh, warhead, which they're not completely sure what that is they're retrieving. So they send down, uh, they send down like his crack seal team with uh, Michael Behan uh, on it down to kind of oversee the. Because uh, there's like a base camp underwater. Yeah, they have a base camp, but they they travel to a down little... like submarine or a, uh, it was either a submarine or it was a battle. It was a submarine, uh, and they didn't know that there was a warhead on this thing that they're uh, getting back. They, they thought, thought they, they were, were looking, looking for survivors, survivors. but Yeah, like air pockets and stuff like that. What do you that. think the government's looking for? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when they grab them, uh, they kind of start feuding with this uh, uh, the Michael Behan character who shit. starts losing his shit because of the, uh, uh, what is it, the decompression, decompression sickness. sickness. Right, uh, yeah. And he starts twitching and everything and you losing his mind and mm-hmm. thinks that everyone... Nitrogen in your blood... Like, and also no. mixed in this movie is the this, bends. this very uh, yeah, there's a very supernatural element to this. Very supernatural. Uh, <laughs> that kind of comes out of left field. It does kind of come out of left field, but it, it works well. With oh, it works they, great. How they but work it was with it. Uh, certainly. So left while field. they're down there, they encounter this kind of e- ETI is what uh, that what the kid, the guy from Opportunity Knox called it. Uh, yeah, that's right. And uh, he was really good. He's the one with the rat on his shoulder. Uh, remember the real ske- skeezy, skeezy yeah, the looking skeezy guy. guy. Yeah, with a rat mustache. What else he's been in? But uh, so you've got him, and you got uh, Mary Elizabeth Monster Antonio's in this. She movie. was she was in the prime amazing, of her career around there. Amazing in this movie too. So just speaking, Ed Harris in this movie though, he because he plays Bud Brigman, who's the ex-husband of uh, Mary Elizabeth Monster Antonio, and she's she comes on to the. Uh, the rig as kind of an advisor to this whole thing that's happening, but she is his ex-wife and she used to design the, uh, she was part of the uh, group that designed the rig. So she knows it really well. And a couple of the scenes where Ed Harris has to really kind of be heroic. Uh, one of them that uh, sticks out to me more than anything. And it's such a difficult scene to watch is when he has to purposely watch his wife die, uh, drowned in front of him. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. They get into a situation where they're in one of the, uh, the off, uh, yeah. the off rig kind of, uh, D- submergible, uh, submergible, uh, kind of submarines. And then it gets, uh, it gets hit by, uh, Michael Behan. They play they're... chicken with a couple yeah, of yeah, underwater yeah. submarines. And so it takes on water, and they realize we're going to drown, uh, and only one of us has a tank right. and a helmet to be able to get out of here. Right. And, and it's freezing, and it's freezing. cold water. And yeah. uh, the rig is 500 yards or something away. Right. Yeah. So what they decide to do is, and he's not happy about it either, and he plays it really, really well. Ed yeah. Harris was amazing in this movie. Uh, so he, he literally has to watch his wife die in front of him, and the and the goal is to let her die. It is or his ex wife though, so he might, have, he might have enjoyed it. They were kind of separate. <laughs> no, they were they were separate. Remember, he still wore the wedding ring and everything. So I think they were on the uh, uh, on the outs. But this is kind of the thing that uh, 
saved their marriage. Yeah, <laughs> for and sure. it's my anniversary, so I got to say some wife yeah. jokes. <laughs> but even before this moment, you could tell mm. that they were kind of uh, uh, happy to see each other and right. kind of back in love. And so he literally has to drag her dead body back to the rig, swim with it because he's the faster swimmer. Right. And uh, that with was kind of the ultimate the decision why he, it was made to be him and not her. Yeah. And uh, he brings her back <laughs> there and on the way back the there. Dead body that I <laughs> so yeah, on the way back there, he's literally calling his crew and you got to get there. Uh, we're going to bring her back to life and everything. And they bring her back there and he delivers a both of them deliver a tour de force of acting here i told you the story behind he this. like beats the fuck out of her uh, though no With well his, yeah at one point he gets really angry and yeah, he starts slapping her yeah you haven't given up anything like in your life on he says, chest. you better yeah, fight, her you fight. Too. and you can tell i mean these guys are acting to a big x of tape on the floor too right, yeah so it's really impressive when you can see the emotion that there's no backstory there's an interesting backstory where i knew it uh, <laughs> uh, there was a there's an amazing DVD for this if you anyone listening can oh, get the, a hold of it. Yeah. It's like got a four hour uh, making of it, and really? there's several. It was James yeah. Cameron, wasn't uh, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, there's yeah. several times where uh, people almost died in the uh, making of it. it really, was, it was a very. I mean, you probably uh, can say that about most of Jim. Uh, <coughs> well, of, uh, James well, he Cameron's movies. Tank. He filled that tank with yeah. water, so they it were was actually, the biggest underwater like yeah tank set. at the time set at yeah. the time. And huh. uh, at one point, one of the other. Uh, well, probably the worst thing that happened is Ed Harris had to walk off the set at some point uh, because it got so bad. Two people had walked off the set. I'll tell you the Ed Harris one first because then we'll go back to that scene. But the Ed Harris one, uh, he has like a – they do like this cutthroat kind of motion when you're out of air. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you need the guy who's kind of controlling the air off camera coming and give you his uh, give you the regulator. Right. Gave it to him upside down and took a huge – breath and is literally like drowning and they had to like pull out of uh, water and he had to throw up all the water and he this was like the last straw because shit had been happening already on the set what what happened on the scene where they're bringing her back to life is it's it's a difficult scene to do i mean she's completely exposed uh she's naked from the uh from the waist up and they're doing the paddle thing she's like purple and she's purple and everything and they do the whole scene and uh the cameras weren't rolling. What? No. <laughs> Which is like that is like that is like B level. Especially for, that's like D level. Especially for that, that happened. Yeah. And that dude. would never happen. And you know us, what? Let alone. Yeah. Uh, let alone I guarantee you they they never worked for Cameron again. Yeah. Yeah. No. no, no I'm no. sure. And, and she got up and she's like, "We are we are not animals here. We should not be treated like this." And uh, she stormed off the set, and they had to write an incident report and everything, and uh, wow. and get her back to end up uh, doing it. So <clears throat> this was one of the many things that pissed her off, but. They nailed that scene, man, and that scene is insanely powerful. Now, and oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say now. Please tell me if I'm wrong, but you're wrong. Isn't isn't this <laughs> also like? Isn't there like an underwater city, and they find oh, yeah. like the ETI that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that looks like the T1000 because they came it, man. out around the same time? Oh, well, no that that effect that effect right, that's what that I mean. effect started with the abyss actually right yeah and but, then that effect got kind of transformed into what became the T1000 right T2000 right yeah but it, you know so so there was like this little underwater alien yeah. type thing that came up into the sub out of the water didn't it well what happened was uh, and this was probably the the one of the other heroic moments that Ed Harris had to do they realized they dropped the uh, the warhead fell down into the like abyss that the, no one's been as far down into this cavern as possible. Right. So he had to remember he had to drink that liquid yeah. in his lungs yeah. so he could breathe the, with, uh, with uh, liquid. When they drowned the mouth yeah, that's a real, on the that, set, that happened. They really did that. Yeah. Oh, and really? And they really could breathe it. I, it's something the liquid is, it, is like. It's oxygenated it's like or something. like to a ridiculous yeah. amount yeah, exactly. that keeps your lungs alive. And right. I don't think. 
That one but, character that had the mouse, he had the best line. He's like, he's doing it. He ain't digging it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it didn't look. He had to grease some palms and get yeah. that. Scene I'm pretty sure it did. They didn't do it to Ed Harris, so they probably shouldn't have done it with the mouse. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> if it was perfectly safe, <laughs> yeah. Ed Harris would have done it. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, he had to go down and remember he was losing consciousness. He was typing on his hand yeah, to them back there, yeah. and he started slurring his words and yeah. everything through there. And eventually, he got down so far that he came in contact with the aliens down there. Well, he was gonna run. He didn't have enough oxygen to get back. Yeah. So he figured that was the thing. He he literally gave his life to, to like. Kinda, I might as well just keep going. If and he they ended disarm up, it, and they kn- sa- they ended up saving him. Yeah, remember they, they free, showed showed him a bunch of disaster scenes that might might have happened. That or it could depends have what uh, version you've seen. Oh, really? The, the director's cut really flushed that scene out, and it's way better than the theatrical version. I've seen really? the director's and cut. And the director's maybe. cut is when they actually cut to the beach and yeah. they show the wave. Uh-huh. You, you ever seen the wave that's yeah, about was to hanging on the, the beach? No. It, it's like 100, 200 he shows feet them tall. Because, it was basically like, you guys, who cares about this nuclear weapon? You're going to kill each other anyways. So, right. they, so why know, don't we do it for you? They literally the show time. a screen and show Ed Harris like flashes of nuclear war and everything. But also, remember during this whole thing, there's a massive hurricane coming. That's why they right. can't go up there. Yeah. What's actually happening up there is the the ETIs are actually creating that hurricane and creating a tsunami that's going to destroy the Earth. See, I never put that together yeah. because they well, didn't did, believe. Wouldn't because the uh, because, because they the didn't believe there was kindness. Didn't mention it. No shit. Yeah. So the whole entire only, thing of the movie, and they never mentioned. It's like thanks a, a lot, Hollywood. Yeah. It's literally an extra like, twenty ah, minutes. An they extra, won't care. It's literally an extra twenty <laughs> minutes that makes the a whole movie yeah. make sense. You're like, yeah, oh, that's ridiculous. why. This yeah. Is so watch the director's cut. <laughs> but either way, man, Ed Harris really nailed that uh, that role. All right, what you got there? All right, uh, I know this is one of your favorites. Two thousand eight, Hancock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see Hancock. Well, the problem with me. No, You're gonna have tell, to tell us. What tell the movie first because yeah, I yeah. I didn't even. I don't want to rip Paul. on it. But <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's a silly. He movie. doesn't want to rip on it. Oh, but, but he's going to. But I'm going to. I'll at least let you get the stuff. I just want you to know I didn't want to have to do this to you. <laughs> I didn't. What was that? What was that line oh. from Ghostbusters Two? <laughs> I didn't want to do it. I felt I owed it to him. <laughs> when, he gave, when he gave them the chair, yeah. the guy. Yeah, was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the jokes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you got uh, Will Smith and Charlize Theron, Theron, Theron. whatever Theron. you want to call it. Um, Jason and, Bateman. Yep, Jason Bateman, and I forget who was it. Who is really the redeemable quality of it? Because uh, J- Jason Bateman plays that same character. Who was the lead person? Uh, Will Smith. Will Smith. Okay. Yeah, he plays Hancock, and basically he's a superhero, but he doesn't know why he's a superhero or like how it came to be. Like he basically has amnesia, and he has superpowers. Typical. I know, right? <laughs> he's um, an alcoholic. Um, yeah, and he's all you know, and so because <laughs> sounds, of sounds good. Well, so I you still got me. Sure, this isn't called Iron Man. Yeah, (laughs) basically, his depression from having the amnesia kind of drove him to become just drunk all the time. So he's always got like a you know a big bottle of Jim Bean, yeah, Fifth or Jack or something like that. (laughs) Can Um, you point to the empty bottle (laughs) or the half empty bottle? I was I was pointing out the fact of the large empty bottles over there. No, you're saying he's a superhero. You're saying I got superpowers. Pause it for a second. We're going to try something. I can't 
can make Jim Beam disappear. <laughs> <laughs> That's my superpower. Yeah, I saw one, I saw something the other day. It said I can. Uh, my superpower is is I can turn alcohol into pee. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. Um, so you know, so he's a superhero. He tries to do good things, but he just doesn't care. So he has no. <laughs> that would beat me. That'd <laughs> <laughs> be Robin Banks. So he has no real regard for anybody's safety. He has no real regard for anybody's opinion of him. You know. I have seen this trailer. This does look like an interesting movie to me. Thank you. <laughs> um, you didn't make it. Motherfucker <laughs> 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 just took credit for that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, no, Thank I'm taking you. credit for my Thank argument. You. Okay. Um, so one day. Uh, Jason Bateman's on his way home from an unsuccessful pitch meeting, and he gets stuck on the train tracks, you know, in traffic. There's nowhere for anybody to pull forward or pull back, and he tries to get out of the car. He can't get out of the car. Train's barreling down on him, (laughs) and instead of lifting the car, (laughs) Hancock comes and, like, just stops the train and just wrecks the train all the way down. (laughs) But he saved his life, you know what I mean? So that's all he was thinking. He didn't have the foresight to think that, so he's a very clumsy superhero hopefully he gets better and that's jason bateman's role he's an advertising guy who helps to make people's images better and so like <laughs> he could have let him the world doesn't need that many advertising guys it could have let that one go. yeah right yeah <laughs> so basically or a lawyer basically he tries to get him on the right path so one of the things is is he says you know because the the town he's caused millions and millions and millions of dollars of damage to the town so they want him to go to jail you know, so he ends up like talking him into going into jail, which of course he can escape at any time he wants. You know? <laughs> um, so they they bring him into jail, and he's just sitting there because his basic argument is is like, look, they're gonna need you eventually, and when they do, we want you to be a superhero. You know, um, so and that's what happens. You know, and eventually the city says, hey, Hancock, we need you. And there's this, you know, in, in other superhero movies, there's the montage of them all like learning to be a superhero and control their powers. Well, he already has that. So his montage is him learning to be a nice guy, you know? <laughs> and, you know, and it's a comical movie, too. Um, well, who's Shelley's Theron play? So she's Jason Bateman's wife. But what you come to find out I is... I doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> what, what you come to find out is, is that uh, Hancock and Charlize Theron are both immortal. They're like gods on Earth. But she knows who he is, but he doesn't know who she is. And they used to be together. They used to be in love. So the weakness is, is when they get close to one another, they become weak and, you know, can be injured and stuff like that. So, you know, in order for them to continue to be a superhero, like... You have this villain who I can't remember his name, but, you know, it doesn't matter. He's the villain. And, you know, basically they form a plot to come and get Hancock. Well, it turns out that they're coming to get him right as him and Charlize Theron are, like, realizing who they are. So everybody's vulnerable, you know. And, like, they basically get him to the point where they've killed him. Um, And he just, you know, comes back barely enough, you know, and... He can distance himself, and he saves everybody and everything like that. And, you know, that's the entire movie in a nutshell. <laughs> all right. I'm um, interested in hearing... Yeah, well, and I wanted to get his, that all so he could... I want to interested in hearing what he didn't like about it, because well, it sounds fantastic. The, my main problem with it, and it's it's weird, and... Uh, well, there was some believability, obviously, that probably should have been suspended that... Uh, 
especially the jail thing. Like, why is he going to jail then? Yeah, well. It, it made no sense uh, script-wise to me. But my main problem in this is I just don't like Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, that, there, see, you got to get If that's your argument, yeah. then. Literally, literally, Enemy of the State and Ali are the two good movies. I was going to say uh, Ali. The two good movies I think he actually showed major uh, acting chops. Mm-hmm. All the other ones, it's just him playing Will Smith or a version of Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if, if you think about it, I mean, maybe you could say uh, that Men in Black worked well with, that was with, him, with, that, him. with him playing that character, but I don't think any of his other movies do, so I tend not to like Will Smith. That. Like, if I can... What's the one with the cowboys and the robots? Oh, Wild Wild West. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> That's also, arguably is one of not only his worst movies, probably the top ten worst movies ever made, too. What was it? Pursuit of Happiness was incredible. Yeah, but... Man, and I that, just, was, that even had his son, and I can't stand his son. Maybe Concussion was... Oh, was, was, that was Concussion decent. was great. I did yeah, like his Concussion was great. But you very much... I like, didn't even think it was him. Very much like Ali. Ali, yeah. It's like when he can go when to that plays level... outside of himself. I, I have right. no problem with Will yeah. Smith, but when he's playing that other character... Man, he nailed that he accent, does, like, too. I hated Bad Boys. Mm-hmm, I'm like not concussion. a Bad Boys fan. I hated Bad Boys 2 just as much as yeah. number one. Uh, I... A lot of those movies I just don't like. When he's on it, he's on it. But for me, when I when I'm watching a movie and I can think of fifty other actors that would be so much better in that role uh, than him, I you tend were doomed not to like from him. the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what it was. That's what it was for Hancock with me. Mm. More than uh, or I went in kind of. I mean, the band like eh. the plot sounds. And and then he's not fun. a likable guy. Really, but right. that's okay. You know? That's okay. I don't need him to be likable. Well, and that's kind of the point. Is yeah. he's, well, it's, he's, but it's one of those things that I'm watching. And I'm like, who the fuck am I supposed to root for here? Right. <laughs> but by the end of the movie, you so know, he's, he's reformed and he realizes that he wants to, you know, do good for the entire world and not just be a drunk all the time. You know what I mean? So it's got a happy ending to yeah. it and everything. And you know, I I, I really enjoyed it. It certainly fits the category yeah. of being a hero, but. Uh, not to me. Not to me. <laughs> <laughs> knew it was coming. Unless I was in danger. Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, All right, Dave, what you got? Um, David pause. Stratham. <laughs> I'm trying to remember how to pronounce this guy's last name. In sneakers, he ha- he helped them. Sneakers. He helped them drive that car. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Uh, no, when he played er- Edward R. Murrow. Oh, good night and good luck. And good night and good luck. I don't I, that's I've... a really good, uh, interesting pick there too, as a hero because Thank he you. did. He would. He's, <laughs> he he spoke out on shit that no one was going to speak out on, and he was the only one that could do it because yeah. he had. Yeah, he, he had, had sway with the gym, with the American the public, audience, the audience, the audience watching. So tell us a little bit because he was the head, basically the head of CBS. Yes, News? CBS News, and. Uh, he used to do... What was the time period? We're talking 1950-something? Late 50s. Late 50s. I think... So it was like four stations. Every American was watching this news. Yeah, and right. he was the He guy. did investigative reporting. Yeah. Almost like Spotlight does. Yeah. I mean, he had a regular program. Spotlight's such a good movie, too. Have you seen Spotlight? No. Oh, man. Spotlight is That's awesome. got Dave written all over it also. Yeah, Very, that's my type yeah, of movie. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's about child... Molesters, but finding out, <laughs> you can get finding out that, about the priests who the are priests, molesting yeah. children in Boston, but it's told by the point of view of the of the, uh, the press of the Boston Globe with Mark Ruffalo and yeah, really good. It's funny because this is a news related, and this last one was news related. Oh, there you go. Um, but this movie was great. It had George Clooney in it. it had Robert Downey Jr. Patricia Clarkson. It had Patricia Clarkson. It had Jeff Daniels. Daniels. Um, Damn, the, uh, a lot of other character actors. It was black and seen. white. Yeah, it, it was, was black and George white. Clooney directed the yep. movie. He won the uh, 
think he won screenplay for this. Yeah, I think he won best screenplay. So what basically what it was is during that period, um, right after the World War Two, the world kind of divided down two lines: communism and non-communism. Yeah. Right. The the two superpowers at the time, Russia and the United States, who were were friendly at the end of World War Two or before, just before the end of World War Two, yeah, yeah. then became. Because they had a common enemy of yeah, Nazis. Yeah, but you once your if your enemy is my enemy is my friend, and Someone's once the enemy's gone, home. then you're like, um, so I'm right back to not yeah, liking. Yeah, you I don't like you again yeah. anymore. Yeah. So well, talk about one of the most dangerous senders in history uh, is kind of who this is centered around, right? Oh yeah, Senator McCarthy. So he took it upon a lot of sometimes senators want to make a name for themselves, right? So they pick up some task to call somebody out on mm-hmm. and his was communism he thought communism was the worst thing that ever happened and everywhere in should communism should be sought out rooted out blackball people so it has a very uh modern feel to what's yeah. happening in this movie too and hmm. basically basically at some point he did it just because he didn't like people yeah he would and call him out of the car as a just, communist and it would ruin their life instantly. yeah they'd get uh. blackballed there's a lot of there's a couple of movies about um yeah. Now, who was there? Was one actress that got blackballed? Blacklisted. Black blacklisted. They made the mo- a movie about yeah, that. There's a couple of movies that dealing with blacklisting uh, of actors. And it was basically, you know, someone went to a parlor gathering or and had a drink, or but they not even not an, not even that. It could have been innocuous, like you went to a dinner party and then this other Russian sympathist sympathizer showed right, up, yeah. and then they say, "Oh, you were in the same room with a Russian sympathizer." It was That's just terrible. this like one thing they could easily pin on you to destroy you. Yeah, it's like it's like it would be like calling an evangelist a uh, like a, a rapist or something like that. That's out there. It's in people's heads, yeah. regardless if it's true or not. You're screwed. Yeah, you you're know? never going to get and, it out. And that's from what that it was label. with this, and to the point where they were taking these people to uh, uh, to. Like uh, the Senate was holding hearings to, like, uh, see if these people really were communists. Yeah. Wow. Well, I think it all started. He was doing a the investigative. Threat, I think they called it too. Journalistic story on someone that McCarthy was calling a communist, a communist that yeah. wasn't. That wasn't. And they had proof that he wasn't. And they were talking, and they called out McCarthy on the program two or three times. Mm-hmm. And each time, David Stratham character was like, "Anytime you want to come on my show." Yep. And debate me. Feel free to do it, mm-hmm. and that you know this is America. You have the right to get your side of the story out. Here's our side, and then they Morrow didn't want to go on there. You know he didn't want to go yeah. on there because he he didn't have a good reason. Well, they eventually kind of got split <coughs> to the people that were working with CBS that really wanted to get the story out, and then the people that were concerned that uh, this could uh, destroy CBS News in general. Well, oh, wow. there was. Because he was relying on other people's testimony and other people being under oath, yeah. saying things. So when you're a journalist, you can back him, but you better make really good sure that. And they there was some fuzzy things about some of the evidence they had that they were afraid that the. Because I mean, Edward R. Murrow had the full backing of, of this huge, you know, machine that had much a lot of money that could yeah. help right. him. And CBS, I mean, they were big, but they weren't going to risk. They weren't going to risk. But they had to, business as a whole. But they're ultimately they wanted to call McCarthy out on his shit. Yeah, and be like you just can't accuse people without yeah. the evidence, and this is destroying people's lives. And uh, and I put him on here because that really changed the tide of America. Oh, yeah. Like it could easily have shifted in the other direction, and 
I'm, we might be in the same exact place we are today, mm-hmm. but I don't think we would have had as prosperous of a run. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting how uh, it's also, like you said, dealing with the news who are, who are currently being attacked uh, all over the place for false stories or claims. So it's interesting. And brilliantly played, and I don't know if he won the Oscar for it, but he was certainly nominated, David Strathairn, who is also one of those guys that usually will come in as a character actor. Mm-hmm. Like we said, he was in Sneakers. He was in uh, uh, he was in The Firm. Remember, he played his brother that was in jail yeah, 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 that yeah. he got out of The Firm. Right. Uh, he played a, uh, a priest who was molesting kids in uh, in one movie I had seen. Did he? Uh, yeah. That's yeah. a hard role to take. Yeah. Fuck that yeah. was I early on in his career. I'm sure he's not playing it now. But he might, actually. But uh, he's that type of actor that as long as he's getting so we watched that, uh, that We watched that movie, not to get too far sidetracked, but we watched that Paterno movie. Yeah, we watched that last week. It was the Joe Paterno so... Movie. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. It's on HBO. Really? It's uh, all about Al Pacino oh, yeah. you would think was, it was him. phenomenal. You would think phenomenal. he was Paterno. And I liked him. He did... Uh, Kevorkian, yeah, he and was, he was great. phenomenal in that he was, too. He was great in his Kevorkian. Uh, that was a fantastic movie. But, but it's like it's yeah. I mean, it's yeah, like Paterno was. It was basically. It's like who, the guy that took Sandusky's roles. How do you take that role? He oh, looked God. just like Sandusky. And he Sandusky. looked just like him. like like he was. Yeah. Didn't even have to put a single it's bit like, of makeup. I don't know. Can I put this on my resume? Yeah. Is that, am I allowed to do that? It's like, <laughs> like oh, we feel bad. This guy's headshot. This yeah. might be who you want. Oh God. Sandusky as himself. Yeah. Right. But yeah, good night, good luck, good one, and it definitely showed uh, Clooney's kind of directing chops during that too. Uh, yeah, I like him. He's this was the same year that Siriana came out, so he was at the Siriana he was at the was Oscars great. nominated for several things. Siriana uh, was great. That what was the movie we've talked about a few other times when he was the fixer for the law firm? Oh, Michael Clayton. Michael Clayton. Love Michael that Clayton. was so good. Michael Clayton might have been one of my favorite things he's ever done. Yeah, even Solaris. He was nailing him for a while there. George Clooney had like. Two or three movies out a year. What was the Cohen Brothers movie with the three of them on the lamb? I'm oh, bonafide. Oh, oh, brother, why? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> I love such a good we movie. haven't talked about that movie yeah. yet. That's a shame. Cohen Brothers Con. We'll have that on there. That's a shame. All right. So I'm going to go to my number four here and uh, stick on the uh, the Ed Harris because this is uh, I went a little rogue on this one instead of a single person He's here. Your, your I, <laughs> I put him on. Uh, so I put the entire kind of uh, role of NASA. In Apollo 13, oh, nice. 1995. Yeah, that's a good take on it. Yeah, and it really is because uh, if you think of the... Most people know the Apollo 13 disaster. You know, you had Jim Lovell. You had uh, I think two other guys. Uh, Swaggart. Swaggart was Ken, uh, Kevin Bacon's character. And uh, Fred I, You Hayes, know what the funny thing Fred is? Hayes I don't think was, a lot of people know about this is the shame. Apollo 11 because this was a Problems. normal. Well, just to give you a, because a quick ended. recap. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it. Spoil it. <laughs> it all ended out fine in the yeah. end. Right. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> so I had. Uh, you ruined it. <laughs> damn man. <laughs> so yeah, you've got uh, Swaggart, Lovell, and uh, Hayes, who are the who are played brilliantly by uh, Tom Hanks. Bill Paxton and Kevin uh, Bacon. This is and a good it, movie for the Kevin Bacon game. Oh yeah, too. oh absolutely, a lot of Kevin Bacon. If you can get Tom Hanks characters. and Kevin Bacon in a room, you—that's tough not yeah. to <laughs> be able to carry that game out further. So, uh, and your other guy, uh, what's Gary Sneese? Clint Howard. Okay, yeah, Clint Howard. See, <laughs> <laughs> bring it full circle. <laughs> so, 
So what happens is the Apollo crew goes up there. It's just a normal mission to the moon. And halfway up there, something goes uh, bad when they're about to stir the oxygen tanks. And uh, Control uh, fizzles something out. Yep. And a big short and an explosion happens on the side of the uh, the shuttle. And they have to transfer into the LEM uh, and use it as basically a lifeboat because and it, even Tom Hanks says it in the movie, we just lost the moon because they know immediately when they uh, when they were going to power up the limb and turn off the power for the uh, the module that they would never be able to make it to the moon. Right. And the interesting uh, the interesting thing about this is most disasters or, or problems they have are in the launching and in the reentry. Yeah. Whereas this is probably one of the first times they ever had something go wrong. Yeah. Like in the middle. In the middle. Right. And, and they had never lost a man in space before. This was shortly after when they lost the people on the launch pad when they burned up to, oh, because God. of the heat shield. That was horrible. Is that the Challenger? Uh, no, no, no. That, that was oh, way that was before that. Okay. This was right Has before. anybody died in space in the American space program? Isn't like it just in, in the atmosphere? Yeah. I think it's always just no, atmospheric. I think it's always in the atmosphere. Or before uh, it. So, so what has to happen in this is really the most brilliant people in America uh, working at NASA have to figure out how to get the three astronauts that are basically stuck in the limb back uh, yeah. back to Earth safe. And it's not, they can't do a straight turnaround. They have to use and they the, Well, they lost the oxygen that, scrubber too. That was the problem with really complicate things because at first they're just arguing the guys on the surface who are yeah. uh, Ed Harris, who's the... Well, the limb was built for two. The, uh, yeah, they that was so built for two. So they were using up oxygen fast. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so what you've got is you've got a whole group of people, including Clint Howard and everyone on the ground, and all great character actors. The guy from Digstown that's kind of uh, spying on oh, uh, yeah, Lugosik yeah, yeah, yeah. Jr. while he's uh, uh, doing his thing. He's on this. Uh, the kid from The Rescue, the ginger kid, uh, he was one of the guys on the Why ground. Why has he got to be ginger? And, <laughs> he, he knows he's ginger. <laughs> uh, he looks like he could be a, like a young Ron Howard. Actually, and uh, you've also got Gary Sinise, who's working in the module uh, to find out how to get this back. He was like a backup, but yeah. no, he was primary. He and was then primary. He got, he got and pneumonia. Then his, no, no his kid, He didn't even get he it. He didn't even his have it. His kid but. got it. Oh, and wow. so they, they couldn't risk it. They were it. like, he's going to have an outbreak if he got it. So they, they brought in Kevin space, Bacon so. in instead, Kevin which Bacon. turned out to be good for uh, for both of them, really, because without Gary Sinise doing the stuff in the module uh, to give him a. To, to find out how much they needed to get to have you seen this to? movie? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Watching them like he, they literally yes. had to, they literally had to manually enter the atmosphere. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. and they had like a time. My favorite scene of that whole movie is when they come into the boardroom yeah. with all the scientists. Well, that's the that's the, the box scene of yeah, with the box full of shit. Yeah, it's like, like this we, have, we got. This is what we have to build. This is what they have. Available. Well, there's two yeah. big scenes with this. Insane. I love the uh, the line from. Uh, Ed Harris on this, and he's like, let's look at this as a point of stat. Uh, what do we got that's working <laughs> on the, on the <laughs> yeah, shuttle? No shit. And then Clint Howard's like, I'll get back to you, Gene. Yeah. <laughs> and really has to actually look because there's so many things that are fucked up with it. So before they even deal with the oxygen and the filters, which is the scene you guys are talking about where they have to build a square filter to fit yeah. into a round hole, yeah. or a round filter to fit uh, I do that square all day hole. long. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's interesting, and they have enough stuff that will make it work uh, for them, but Figuring out how to get them back where a lot of the people in the room were trying to uh, get them to stop right where they are and come back. And the Keep other people, in mind, they haven't been doing this very long. Yeah, right. They've never I mean, done they've it They've been before. doing yeah. for a little while, but 
not like nowadays where they have computers that can graph out and the solutions lem was, for you. The lem was never made for re. No, not for re. Right. <laughs> not for re- reentry. Yeah. And so the guy, I love the guy who's who's uh, wants to play it safe. Whenever they ask him a question, he's like, "I'm just telling you, it's never been used for that purpose and everything." And remember when it finally works? He's at the uh, control panel. He's like, "Yes, I knew it." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> I get to keep my contract. Yeah, yeah, right. That's what Ed Harris says. Yeah. I get to keep your job. You say, "Damn right." Yeah. Damn right. <laughs> Really great because, and I love those. I mean, it has all the great elements of a heroic movie. It has a time frame. And it's real, you know. And it's which real. Even yeah. makes it so yeah. much better. And it, there was a time frame. Yep. They but, were going to go dark when they went behind the yeah, moon because yeah. the moon had to slingshot them back to yep. the other side. And so they were literally looking like, if we don't hear from them at this point, then we start to wear. And then it. everything just there was so much. Like, like one guy had pneumonia. And the music, the Someone music had pneumonia, right? Yeah, got really sick. Yeah, well, they st- none of them were sleeping, and then uh, remember they eventually all like had a mutiny and took off their vital signs all at the same yeah. time. The doctor's freaking out. Yeah. We just lost him. We lost Jim. Yeah. We just lost Jim. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was just such an amazing movie, and it really was the the efforts of all these guys on the ground telling them, this is what you need to do. And remember, they're so out of it up there that they have to have them do the math form down on the uh, on the ground right? Yeah. just to be able to double-check their math because they're seeing double yeah. and there's condensation on everything. Thing. And that remember they're putting things on uh, on buttons on that say window. don't push. Yeah, wow, uh, That's because crazy. it was like we didn't want to like separate the limb too early while you were in there moving stuff over. And he was like, yeah, good, good, uh, <laughs> good thinking there. And this was a really amazing. I watched the the commentary on the collector's edition DVD is Jim Lovell does the commentary oh, does uh, really? with I think Tom Hanks or Ron Howard, one of the two. Wow. So it's very interesting. Yeah, uh, and it's got a lot of great uh, callbacks, a lot of. Uh, Jim Lovell's actually in the movie. He plays the admiral at the end that uh, that greets him when they first come back. Oh, really? That's the real Jim Lovell. And he oh. just recently died. I but didn't he, he's done a lot of uh, Buzz great Aldrin stuff. Still around? I love the scene. Who? Buzz Aldrin. Uh, maybe I think, I think he, he is. is. He's a cra- he gets in fist fights. He's oh, like yeah, eighty yeah, something yeah, years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. He's, he gets he's in a fist scrapper, fight. man. Yeah, he, someone told him about the moon landing was fake. And he fucking went <laughs> like a spider monkey on that's this guy. awesome. Yeah. I, I wish, I hope that that's on YouTube. He was YouTube. like that in uh, The Right Stuff, I think he played. Wasn't Who played him in The Right Stuff? It was like, was it Sham Shepard who played him? Or maybe. maybe it was Remo. Remo played one of them. It was uh, Remo. Uh, and they were all But yeah, he's, uh, he's a scrapper. He's a scrapper. Or it reminds <laughs> me of the, uh, the great scene uh, in Apollo 13. Remember where, uh, because another person that Ron Howard puts on all his movies is his mom, but remember his mom played uh, Jim Lovell's mother. Oh, and remember nice. they had Buzz huh. Aldrin and uh, Neil Armstrong sit with her uh, as as they're watching the news and everything. No kidding, and no, Kathleen, I didn't uh, that. No, it wasn't the real people. It was, oh, it was oh, actors. Oh, oh, okay. But they might have been in the movie at some point. But uh, uh, Kathleen uh, Quinlan, who plays the mother, brings him in. He says, uh, to Mrs. Lovell, she's like, hey, these guys are going to sit with you uh, and uh, watch you. And she uh, says, this is Neil Armstrong and this is Bud Aldrin. And then the grandmother looks at uh, looks at him and says, oh, are you guys in the space program too? <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> really fun. So yeah, NASA, Paul 13, man. That's a good one. I like that. All right, what you got? Number three, going modern and superhero. Captain America. Yes. Civil War. Ah. 2016. Can't go wrong with Captain America's hero, man. He's America's hero. He you is, know? dude. Other, other than maybe Superman, got he's probably American the biggest hero. Flag, right. <laughs> fucking uniform. Yeah. Or as in the South, we like to call him 
Captain America. Captain America. Son bitch. Am I supposed to get like a guide on how to adapt to speaking in the South? Since I've been here long enough. No, you mm. understand it. Yeah, if you understand it, you, you, Ooh, you've shit. acclimated yeah. yourself to it. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> All you need to know around here is, nah, y'all Yeah, too. Yeah, that's something Jeff, Fo- Jeff Foxworthy made up. <laughs> is nobody, something he made up? Nobody really Because I hear says, people say that. I mean, I might say something like, I don't even know if I'd say Yona. You know, but I don't know if I'd say yount to. What about G? Yeah, see, that's that, those are things like. Is this he, all him? That's his stuff. Where am like, I hearing G-J? this from? No, you? No, yount to. What, you know what I mean? What like, movie does Captain America speak southern? <laughs> 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 How do we get on that? But uh, Chris Evans, man, first of all. Yeah, he played, kills it. He kills it. Yeah. And no matter what happens with him in the future Marvel movies, he will always be everyone's uh, Captain America, you yeah. know, because he played it perfect. And which is amazing because I remember when he was first cast, people were like, oh, he's Johnny Storm from the original uh, fan, fan, I, crappy Fantastic Four movies. I had my movies. doubts. And uh, yeah, because no one really nailed it in those movies, you know, those weren't like good superhero movies. No. Uh, What's so, his, give me one movie that isn't a superhero movie that he did that was good. Chris Evans? Yeah. So I have some frame uh, of reference. What I know who he is. Well, he was in not another teen movie. I mean, no, yeah, he was kind of, yeah. You know, I, I mean, just literally think, just been in this realm. Well, he was, yeah, that. And, uh, that's always really what I go to when I yeah, think of I Chris think Evans. Of I'm sure he's done a lot of stuff when he was early on that I'm not picking up, but he's uh, crying right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, he has no problem being. I just knew I was going to be typecast as a superhero. If there's and one to be cast, he hasn't as. even done his best movie yet. Once he leaves the Marvel universe, he'll go on. He's a great actor, so yeah. he'll go on to do no, some stuff. But. He epitomized heroic stuff. So why don't you tell us uh, some of your favorite Cap kind of moments? And they don't necessarily have to be in Civil War too, because he kind of it was a gradual thing for him, you know, starting with the first Avenger and then yeah. Winter Soldier and then, well, and I mean, yeah, I mean, but, overall, but he definitely kind of accumulated everything that we know of him now. The Winter Soldier isn't the one you're talking about. No, no he's not talking about the one after that. Um, the one, Civil we saw this. One the one together. I showed you with the uh, the yeah. airplane mm-hmm. airport scene, which was it. probably That's one the of the best, best scenes in yeah. any. Okay, movie. I haven't Absolutely. seen this movie then. Okay. Um, so, and I don't think I really need to go through the whole plot for this particular movie. Who's Captain America, man? Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing, you know. And, and <laughs> think of Captain America, and you got it. Well, and, except for that first part, you know, and, when he when he went from that weakling oh, without the serum. Well, that's yeah, because that's, that kind of that's made the first him Avenger. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that's what I was going to say. I did is, like that part. Yeah, and, and that that's what really I was going to cool. say is is like you know I picked this particular movie, but more than anything, it's just his character. And like you know, I like Iron Man a lot. I like the Hulk. I like all those things, but. I don't know. Cap's just like a hero, hero to me. I don't know. You always know Cap's going to make the right decision. Exactly. And he's always kind of going to be thinking about the uh, the weak and the the people that can't because that's themselves. who he was. That's who he is. Now you know? he he's really strong. Mm-hmm. That's about it, right? Yeah. I mean, he's really strong. He's got the really he's fast. got the shield. He he can jump shield. out of airplanes. I mean, and hit the ground without. So yeah, he without he can parachute. take an impact. So. Okay. He's pretty strong. Yeah. I mean, he, he's almost, without the leap, really crazy leaping abilities, he has a lot of the same qualities as, like, the Hulk uh, or, or Hancock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hancock can fly, though. Oh, oh that's true. <laughs> See, technically, when Cap jumps out of an airplane, he flies. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've just always, well, not always, but, you know, since the Marvel movies have really been coming out and stuff, like... You know, him and Iron Man are my two um, go-to guys, but, like... And he's definitely more of a hero than... Uh, not that Iron Man's not a hero, but Iron, Iron Man's Man... Iron Man's just selfish, uh, kind of. Yeah, and Iron Man, 
you know, Iron Man will have that pause before something happens. Yeah, no, he doesn't. And, and Cap does not. Yeah, he you know, just he goes. will jump right in there and right. doesn't care. And he will be in the middle of the street He's a behind soldier. the shield. Yeah. Soldiers yeah. don't think. That's soldiers, right. Yeah. Soldiers, soldiers react. react. Exactly. You know? And once you know you have a good moral center and there's no better person. Somebody must have, uh, Portance must have said that sometimes. That, that's why when. <laughs> That's why with Civil me. War, it would be hard for me personally if I was in that movie as a superhero not to side with Cap. I know, right? You know, because, I, I mean, he's Cap. Yeah. You, you got to side with you gotta Cap. You got to at least think he's but, making the right choice. And even going back to, like, uh, like, even going back to, like, Civil War for a second, which does carry over to, uh, uh, not Civil War, going back to Winter Soldier, which was does carry over to Civil War, is the idea of him defending Bucky. Bucky, yeah. Uh, and he knows who he really is. Right. And, uh Doing the right thing by him is was the heroic move for him, which still carries on because well they kind of all accepted him now in Infinity War, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they kind of don't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and and also just you know with the Civil War, like you like y'all had just mentioned, you know that scene at the airport, man. Oh, you got so good, man. You got Hawkeye fighting Natasha. Yeah. You know, because they're on split sides. You got Cap fighting Iron Man. How do you fight without trying to hurt fighting. somebody either? That's I know, the, yeah. Like, they were like... And Cap's fighting Spider-Man, too. Yeah. Spider-Man and Ant-Man stole the shit out oh, of that yeah, they, scene. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And Black did. Panther, because we hadn't seen him yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, Ant-Man is... Oh, he's funny, man. He's good, that was a good man. movie, he's too. Really, and the yeah. choice... Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, it's funny. It's and, different. That's why it's good about it. And the choice of him playing Ant-Man... Oh, yeah. That's That's what... They like, really kill well with these Marvel movies as they cast them But you wouldn't even well. think that he would work, per se. I wouldn't have, but he does. There, right. There's not a single Marvel superhero that I think they cast badly. No, I don't think know? so either. You know, They I, do their deep-level uh, market yeah, research. Yeah, absolutely. Really, really well uh, cast all these. They probably have them in for a million reads, too. Oh, I'm uh, sure. Do you have a favorite kind of cap scene? From uh, Civil War or uh, or the other ones? Well, I mean, if it's from Civil War, it's the airplane. It's the air- airport, air- scene. airport scene. Yeah. Um, you know, for sure. Which is weird because they're really fighting each other in that scene, too. Yeah. They're not fighting like an enemy or something like that. Right. And so they're almost half fighting. You well, that's know? what I was saying yeah. earlier. So they, they didn't want to hurt each other, but right. they had to prove a point. In and like, then, in like Cap, like fighting opposite Spider-Man well, in that scene. I don't want to hurt you, kid. Where are you from? He's yeah. like, oh, I'm from the Bronx. And I know oh, right. that's where I'm from. And but when um, when uh, Iron Man found out that Bucky killed his parents, it was all out like, no, I'm killing people now. You know what I mean? Like he, That scene was great for Chris Evans, too, because he could see it across. Yeah, like Iron Man's face or Tony Stark's face, he could see him realize, and that he knew that he was going to just react at that point. Yeah, man, that's such a good movie. Yeah, uh, Civil War. Yeah, it really was. I I love when I think Cap. I always go to personally. I, I love these movies, and it's almost like splitting hairs which one I like more: Civil War or Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. I always go back to Winter Soldier. And that's the one we watched with your wife at my house. Uh, Maria. And, and Maria. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, wanted, I didn't know if the audience knew Maria. <laughs> Happy anniversary, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Four years. That's awesome, man. So then, uh, the uh, scene I always go back to, and that is the scene in the elevator. Yes. Uh, that elevator yeah. scene with him. Do you remember that scene? Where uh, they decided Robert in Redford, Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier, yeah, yeah, yeah. Robert Redford's a scumbag and kind of orders the kind of capture and the uh, I don't know if they ordered the death, but they ordered more the capture of Captain America. Uh, 
and that's when the crossbones and all the yeah. other people that Good were part that of shit. where they were all part <laughs> of Cap's team turn on him and they all do it in like the elevator. Yeah. And uh Cap because he's the smart guy that he is saw it coming. Uh, saw it coming. And you know, he's like, if anyone wants to get out, now's the time to do it. Yep. And then they he says, All right, then let's do this. And yep. he just literally takes out every and the biggest elevator you've ever seen, obviously. Oh no, it's like a nine person elevator yeah, yeah, with yeah. space to fight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh it's, they had to look hard, hard. They just made their own elevator. Yeah, they absolutely. had those great. Remember those things that were supposed to like magnetically lock your arms to yeah. the wall. Yeah, that he was has awesome. To fight those along mm-hmm. with the guys, and it was just an intense scene. But he developed that character of who he was so well in Winter Soldier. Like I said, carried over well to Civil War. But even the scenes where he's, I love the scene at the beginning of Winter Soldier when he's running the track on your left. Uh, yeah, on your yeah. left. On your <laughs> left. And he keeps passing the uh, the guy who becomes Falcon. Yeah. And uh, after a while, he's like, "Oh, come on!" Yeah. And he laps him like a third time when he's coming around. Don't say it. <laughs> Don't say it. On your left. <laughs> come on. And when he he mentions something, some pop culture that he wants him to mark down, and he pulls out that. That list. The list. If you yeah. ever paused it, it's really interesting. Oh yeah, the uh, the list of things people have told him about since he's woken up from his slumber that he, that he needs missed. to go see. Yeah, and it's a really funny list. One's like mm-hmm. Marvin Gaye, or uh, one's uh, a movie or something. Yeah, I, I saw remember. the um, like behind the scenes on that, and Marvel actually did like a poll, nice. and and it was people from all around the world, you know. And I don't remember. What oh, the they did a poll is. to get the list. Yeah, yeah the to list. get nice. the list to put it together. Real so fun. yeah, yeah. So it was it was it it's was like pausing during Cabin in the Woods. That's really fun. Yeah. Oh, that's a great scene of Paul. During you've seen Cabin in the Woods? Uh, yeah, but I don't know when to pause. The, the they board, show the big board when they show the big board, and you can what, see all the different creatures, creatures they, they had. If you pause, oh, it. and it's like stuff from different werewolves. Well, it's just all it's different just all creatures. weird creatures. She vampire. Uh, yeah. There's a you know, yeah. You could spend five minutes just looking at all. That's oh, awesome. so fun. I'll have to check that. We have to put, I think we have I might actually. That. I might actually own that. It's such a great movie. So we I can hear people out there right now. They're like nerd. <laughs> no, that comes up oh. with that comes up with my pick number two. Uh, <laughs> oh man, I forgot there ogres in one of the movies that I saw. Oh, ogres in Hancock. I wanted to throw him a uh, a bone today. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Blood sport. That's what I like. About. Yeah, right. Or is it kickboxer? Kickboxer or blood sport? Blood sport. Blood sport. Yeah. Gotcha. I, just, I watched him in Revenge of the Nerds too. Nerds. What Vietnam? He was in a Clint Eastwood. Wasn't he in a Vietnam movie? They had to go back and rescue their friends, or maybe it was. Oh, you're thinking Uncommon Valor? Uncommon Valor. Yeah, he mm. might have been in that. He was also the werewolf in uh, Transylvania 65000. Was he? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> going to town. Going to town. <laughs> you ever seen that? Transylvania 65000? Oh, it's fun. Movie, you missed the spot. Over here. All right, all right. Let's <laughs> Over here. We're losing it. We're losing it. We're reeling this back in. All right, Dave, what do you got? Um, I guess now I'm thinking about this movie could, it could probably have multiple heroes. But I chose Kevin Costner's character in the in Untouchables. Oh yeah, yeah. I think anybody on that crew could have been considered anybody on that crew. But uh, that's a good choice, man, it, because he is nobody was as moral as Elliot Ness. Yeah, and, I mean, I, and, and it pissed and people driven. off to the yeah, point where yeah. it pissed people yeah. off. Right, him and other cops, you know, because obviously there's always been a time period where cops wanted to be shady and he was <laughs> one yeah he I, don't think it's, I think it's still around people are trying to hand you money to look the other way and I'm you, taking many yeah, cops I mean, are listening I have a wildly different opinion <laughs> <laughs> I would be a dirty cop <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that right now I wouldn't, ki- I wouldn't, days, not a cop. I wouldn't yeah. kill people I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't fuck with you but yeah see some of that money might not make it back to the station I, I can I would end up watching this shit I'd be a terrible cop because I'd just let everybody go oh I'd let everybody go but after I took half their shit 
again. <laughs> I would be Elliot Ness. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about specifically uh, the Elliot Ness. So the, the, he was a treasury agent, and uh, they put him in charge of the treasury agency. Yeah. Let him so, have his own crew. Yeah, back in like independent. Literally, just gave him the like, hey, we want you to take down uh, yeah. the Al Capone. Uh, the alco- well, even more specifically, it was the, the alcohol. Yeah, during prohibition. During prohibition. But I mean, the king of the town he, was yeah. Al Capone. Yeah. And if you got Capone, you got everybody. So. Yeah. Right. And so basically, it was just, the movie was just, you know, him putting the team together. What team? Who got? <laughs> this is a good team. <laughs> One of my favorite scenes is when he Fine. when he sees uh, Sean Connery come. Sean Connery's walking the beat. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And meets him, and he's like, he, he taps his, under his arm because he thinks he's holding a gun. Mm-hmm. And, right. he, and uh, he doesn't know, Chuck Connery doesn't know who this guy is. Yeah, it's yeah. just Kevin Costner in a suit. Season littering. Season littering, that's right. Oh. He's he shit about it. And so he finds out he has a gun and he questions me. He's like, why do you have that gun? He's like, I'm a treasure agent. And he's like, okay. And he walks away. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, like whoa, whoa, whoa. you're just going to take my word for it? Yeah. He's like, who would admit to be that if they were not? <laughs> <laughs> so good. That's I great. love when he meets, uh, when they meet Andy Garcia. Oh, that oh, scene. He's like, yeah, leading up to it, they're like, where do you go if you want to get people that are uncorrupted? You go to the police academy. Yep. So yeah. they went right to the police academy. Ask who's the best shot. Yeah, and bring the three best two, shots. Two, two best shots. Mm-hmm. One of them was that stumbling Irish. Yeah, and in the beginning, in the, they, mm-hmm. he had that textbook answer. I, I just want to protect and serve. Protect and serve the people and the property. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> There's a future chief of police right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a great and line. then they bring over uh, oh, Andy Garcia. This is one of the greatest and they, like, scenes they of all time. Spa- they spar like uh, racial insults where... Uh, Shawnry uh, calls him a stinking thieving wop. Well, he's like, "What is your name?" He's like, France, Francis, like, like Parker Smith or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, "What was it before you changed it?" <laughs> he was like Giuseppe, something, and he Giuseppe yeah. Blante, and he's uh, like, "Oh, that's all you need is one thieving wop in the group." In Andy Garcia pulls, and he like turns, aw- he turns, turns away. over to him. Well, Garcia- remember, he like almost turns away, and then uh, like. He almost points at him and says, "Hey, hey!" And he turns him back. And what does he say? He pu- he pulls his gun <laughs> at the range uh-huh. on the Sean well, Connery. Well, he says that he calls him, "It's better than being." A- well, no, that's why he's oh, doing okay, it. Okay. He's like, hey, "It's better than being a stinking Irish pig." Yeah. And then Sean Connery's like, "I like him." <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, like "How would you like too. to?" Get-? Yeah. He's like, "How would you like a job?" Yeah. <laughs> That was the start of their friendship, yeah. And then they, the other guy, yeah, everybody on that team. The other guy's the, the other guy's the accountant, Smith, and they just grab and, him. And he's, uh, like, he's you, got you got you a, badge? a badge. Yep, yeah. carry a gun. Carry a gun. <laughs> and that my that my other. I mean, this movie has so many favorite scenes. Oh, it's a great movie. But uh, the one where he's like, <laughs> Elliot Ness is so out of it. Sean Connery's like. We're going to the post office. So they go in the post office, and he's like going to break down the back, break down the back door. And he's like, "What are you doing?" It's like here. He's like, <laughs> "Everybody knows what the alcohol is." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, he it's just having the balls to go and do right, it." Right. Yeah. And he comes, comes running. He nails the guys in the nuts yeah. with the back of the shotgun. Yeah. He's like, "How do you think he feels now? <laughs> Better or worse?" <laughs> <laughs> we should mention the great Robert De Niro too. I mean, playing oh, yeah. Al Capone, yeah, playing Al Capone, in a yeah. vicious Al Capone. Too. Oh, yeah. and After to the, tell. That, uh, tell that one in, scene in the ballroom. That's, well, the scene in the ballroom is always the scene that 
it just takes everyone by surprise because you see Al Capone do the whole movie. But you can imagine that that's something that he would do to try to well up till then rein in the crew. It doesn't make any difference to make well, an example just, out of some of you. Don't do it in front if of we're, them. Uh, right. Just talking this movie specifically, we hadn't seen him do anything. We saw him give the the barber a look when he cut his throat. Uh, oh, the and it was a crazy just look. A, just and you can look. see the barber's like his whole life is like yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, no, it's okay, it's okay. So we didn't see him do anything really horrible. He just mm-hmm. kind of shouted and got pissed every once in a while. But when he was at the, uh, and we certainly didn't see him do anything to his own people. <laughs> so yeah. he's at the ballroom. He's given this crazy great speech about teamwork and about uh, the team. And uh, he, he's like, he's comparing it to baseball. So he takes out the baseball bat and he carries it around with him and everything. And uh, then you got that one guy, team, teamwork. Team. <laughs> at the plate. And, and he literally, he's at, a bum. Yep. <laughs> and out of nowhere, he just takes that bat and caves in the skull of one yeah. of the guys. One of the best foley it noises. Was almost, one of the best foley noises ever yeah. is that first shot. It was mm. also the reactions were so good to the point where I'm sure they all knew he was going to do it, but they almost had reactions like they didn't know De Niro Who was going to be. Yeah, it was, was like, I think it was kind of like just duck, duck, goose. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, it probably was. Because it wasn't a real bat, obviously. It's like <laughs> if you get hit with this foam bat, you react. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Obviously not because it's Brian De Palma and Brian De Palma like plans his shots out but, for like oh no I he think did have the, the, I think the, that's what they you remember were the scene you remember the shot the, coming out of that scene the was above the, shot was the above yeah, shot yeah, yeah, yeah. and the pull away with the blood and the they must have been pumping the blood but they must have been pumping it so uniform it was just moving out yeah. in a complete circle away that's, from the bottom that's why body. I don't see De Palma doing any of those like yeah, actors tricks because he is so visual yeah that he spends very much like. Uh, you know, score. Uh, who's famous? You know what I would do a lot. What's, I wouldn't tell people the camera was rolling. Maybe if I was going to do. But these directors, shows. like uh, Kubrick, Kubrick was one of those guys who was notorious for doing sixty or seventy takes to the uh, point where everyone and was then using the tired first of it. one, right? Uh, not necessarily, <laughs> the but one. he's looking for something that you're not giving him, and yeah. everyone who works for Stanley Kubrick knows he's a genius and just does it for him. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with Brian De Palma. Brian De Palma does long steady cam shots or shots that has somebody in focus in the front and something insane going on in the background and that's visible really well in his early movies and it is a good lead into one of the best scenes and probably the most heroic scenes for uh kevin costner in this is the one at the uh the train uh, station. Train station. Yeah. Like how well that was choreographed and designed. Ridiculous. And, and literally, that is him wanting to save the little baby and the uh, the mom and get them out of that situation. Right. And uh, talk a little about that scene. And it's ultimate. And it's done kind of playthrough with Gandy Garcia was perfect too. Because they were waiting for they had. You skipped over one of my favorite scenes. Oh, go ahead. Um, in when they went with the Mounties. Oh yeah. And they. They stopped the shipment coming into the U.S., mm-hmm. and that's where they got the accountant. Yeah. And they brought the accountant back to the cabin, and they had brought some of the dead mobsters with them. And they were like, Sean Carter, he's like, you're going to decipher this book for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to tell us what and these codes like, mean. It wasn't the accountant. It was someone that... It was the guy from Funny Farm. It was the guy from Funny Farm. hooked on the back of the yeah, head yeah. with a yes. lure. <laughs> yes. So they were like, he wouldn't talk. He's pretending he doesn't speak English. Mm-hmm. So he's like... He goes at Sean Connery goes outside and he grabs one of the dead bodies who you right. can't tell from the inside it's dead. Yeah. He's like, How about you? Can you tell me about the ledger? <laughs> yeah. And then, I'm gonna put my gun in your mouth and you're gonna tell me. <laughs> yeah. Count the three. Like, Count the three. Yeah, one, yeah. two, three. And he blows the guy's head <laughs> off. And you got a great shot of it yeah. coming towards it's the like, camera I'll from tell you, in the you, So they're bringing that guy back to yeah. the to the station and it's probably Not him, it's the other guy with the glasses. The other guy with the glasses, the real accountant. Yeah, yeah. And 
So, th- but they had to go there. To, were they picking him up or intercepting him? One of the two. Yeah, they were. They were trying to intercept him. Okay, so they had like a sting in the. Everybody was set up to watch, and that's where this he, De Palma builds the scene where this mother's trying to carry a baby up the steps. Right down the steps. Down the steps. Wait, no up steps. Up the steps. Yeah. No down the steps. No up the steps. Up the steps. No down. No up. No. <laughs> the baby falls. Down. <laughs> the baby falls down. <laughs> they were going up. The baby didn't fall up. <laughs> so they don't want. He doesn't. Sean, uh, Sean, um, Kevin, Kevin Costa doesn't want to leave his post. <clears throat> but, but he, he wants. But he has to because she could be in the line of fire. Right. And he's trying to. Hurry just as you expect, as soon as he gets the thing right to the top. Realistically, he should have been a little quicker. <laughs> yeah. Well, they filmed it in slow motion, so it was hard to tell. That last. Pick that baby up with one arm and then carry that. Yeah, thing fuck up that carriage. Other. Drag yeah. that thing up. The That's stairs. what slowed you down. <laughs> yeah. That's the villain in this movie. <laughs> you pick the baby. That's your problem. First right of there. all, you take the baby out of the carriage yeah. and hold the baby in your arm. You grab the cart. <laughs> but anyways, it set up a good scene where it was very well choreographed. Where he had to slide down to stop the carriage and from the- crashing into the bottom, mm-hmm. and then Andy Garcia had to line his shot up just perfect. And that was great. Where he said, "Just oh, like you, you got, got him. him. Yep. I got him." <laughs> Boom! Man, yep. So great. And that was that was a all the way scene. down to the end, man. Sometimes those heroes got to make that uh, that hard call, and when uh, when he tells you your best friend died screaming like a stuck Irish pig, then you mm-hmm. throw that fucker off the building. Oh, <laughs> and that was such like this. <laughs> and it was such a great. It was such a the best scene. This movie had so many good scenes. Oh yeah, because the Sean Connery apartment scene was crazy. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. or when the. When, but when you find out the reveal at the, the end, matchbook. the matchbook, the matchbook yeah, yeah, when he had to turn out his pockets. One seventeen racine or 16, whatever. Yeah, he's definitely racine. Yeah. yeah, I had a friend that used to live there. Yeah. Oh man. And then you knew it, like right there. And you're he, like, fuck. No, that's mm-hmm. a good. He, he should have held his tongue. He could have pulled his gun on him faster. No, I'm telling you. Nice. That's a good one there. That's my boy. All right. So number three, and this is one of my favorite movies, and I watch this every time someone mentions this movie to me. I end up having to go back and watch it. Uh, Again, but I probably average about once or twice a year. Can you talk about it without it. feeling like that? No, you're have to go home I watched watch it. it. I actually watched it yesterday. <laughs> I said just in a screenshot. I was yeah. like, "That's a hero right there." <laughs> uh, it was you, a great photo, though. It looked yeah, like a photo, oh, yeah. but I took that off my TV. It was great. Oh, nice. Uh, and this is uh, 1981's. Uh, this is Harry Hamlin as. Uh, Perseus in Clash of the Titans. Yeah. Man, I love Clash of the Titans. I love that early Ray Harryhausen special effects movies. And the, the, the Clash the of the Titans. Motion was, yeah, but this stuff. was one of their the ultimate ones where they where they kind of busted their chops doing the Sinbad movies for a while. Well, the Jason and the Argonauts. Jason and the Argonauts was, the was really before this where they the, where they did it for got, a little bit at different scenes. Yeah. Uh with the skeletons. They, the skeletons really. was a big uh scene with it. Uh but man, all the punches were uh pulled out for the Clash of the Titans one. So if anyone doesn't dissolve Greek history that's kind of uh, I mean, given that some liberty at times of what was uh, done and what wasn't, but yeah, I mean, uh, but a, it was all based the characters on, are pretty well documented. Yeah, Zeus but. is uh, uh, Perseus was the son of damn, that might be hard. Uh, Wasn't it Zeus and Athena? Z- no, it was Zeus's son. It was yeah. Zeus. Zeus's son was Perseus, but he he was sleeping with uh, I don't know. All these gods were sleeping with a whole bunch of different people, and they all had they, they all had away. children. Remember? They got away with yeah. murder. Because remember, at the beginning, uh, in it kind of centers around what uh, Perseus's life is. Remember the uh, he's the, in the swamp. Well, or the something. Calamus. Remember that was uh, why did who, he get sent there? He did something. Well, remember. Let me break it down. You got Maggie Smith, who's. Uh, Thaddeus, and her son is Calibus, who's a normal kind of uh, 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 god on Earth. 
the Titans up there are kind of ruling over them. And because he was... Uh, you can't. They don't really go into what he had done, but he had done several bad things that Zeus kind of showed he could be a dick if he wanted to be. Oh, he was a dick. Took Maggie Smith's. Remember, they had like those the great stats, statues, statues, figurines, yeah. Yeah. and took down the one of Calibus and kind of said because he has lived this horrible life, uh, and he, where uh, he's going to cast him, he's going to give him horns and a tail, and he's going to be make him into this grotesque monster and kind of banish him into the swamp. Mm-hmm. And he was going to marry Andromeda, one mm-hmm. of the most beautiful women's uh, women in the entire world. Uh, and so she, uh, that's kind of his story, but with uh, uh, Perseus. Perseus was uh, was about to be killed at the beginning of the movie. Remember, they put him and his mom in like this floating coffin right. and put him in the water. Mm-hmm. And then they found out... Uh, Zeus found out uh, that they had done it to him. So he literally takes him out of the water and gives him kind of a great life. And uh, But then all the other gods, everything in this movie is kind of centered around the gods and Olympus fucking getting in like a really attitude uh, pissing contest with the other gods right. who are literally just fucking with their children. Yeah, And that's what happens with Perseus. They take Perseus and they put him in this land. And instead of Zeus taking him out, he just says, all right, we'll give him what he needs uh, to survive down there. So he gives him the magic helmet, he gives mm-hmm. him the magic shield yep. and the sword, yep. and then throws him right in with uh, with Burgess Meredith. He gives him Mickey. Yeah. Uh, you, can't <laughs> lose, you can't lose Did he have Mick. the golden eagle in this one? Yeah, yeah, no, the, the owl. owl. The owl. Yes, that was one eagle. of the things I meant owl. they made yeah. for him, too. <laughs> the owl was and great. Some of the, what I loved about this uh, was the whole story uh, centered around Andromeda, where she was uh, kind of, she was being brought to the swamp nightly in her dreams she Mm -hmm. she was in told a riddle and then in real life when she was awake these suitors would uh come to there and whoever wanted to be with her since she's the most beautiful woman around Mm -hmm. had to answer a riddle Mm -hmm. and if they could answer the question uh then they were allowed to marry her but if they get it wrong they will burn you right in the middle of town (laughs) and uh, Perseus comes into town, sees her, falls in love with her like everyone uh, does, but he's smart enough to realize what's going on. So he, uh, and he also has help uh, from different people, but he realizes he cheats. that he cheats a little bit. <laughs> he, he sneaks into her, uh, her bedroom uh, using, uh, <laughs> using Pegasus. Which he, which he finds, uh, remember he uses his... they're called Trojans. <laughs> <laughs> remember he uses his magic helmet and he lasts up. He uses his magic helmet. <laughs> this is getting... <laughs> you can interpret it any way you want. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so, but he sneaks into her room and he watches that her like body is like leaving her room and being taken by that vulture into the uh, swamp. So he, right. he goes and follows her there and realizes what's going on as Calibus is telling, him, uh, telling her the riddle and everything and she's really upset over this. So uh, while he's like fleeing the swamp after listening uh, to what's happening, he has this great fight with Calibus and, and yeah. cuts his hand off. Hand yep. off, yeah. And exactly. remember, he shows up the next day to answer the riddle and the an- uh, the answers the ring. And or the, something, r- right? the riddle is about the ring on Calibus's <coughs> hand. So when he answers it correctly, he just mm. literally takes the hand and throws it down on the ground. Uh-huh. And then mm. at that point, that's where Maggie Smith appears in the statue's face and gets super pissed and said, hey, you did this to my son. I'm going to uh, now make uh, Andromeda. I give her 30 days until 
she has to, to be, be sacrificed, sacrificed to the Kraken. Kraken. Right. And you have so you have thirty days uh, to uh, prepare her, and she must be unsullied by man and right. everything. Which Percy says, like, "Come on, dude, I'm winning." <laughs> <laughs> I'm the I, hero, earned God the, damn it. I earned this. Right. Shit. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know how hard it was to capture Pegasus. Yeah. Shit? <laughs> so, anyways, so. And, it and this hard. was like my favorite part from the movie, and I always told my girl uh, that if I was going to get a tat- another tattoo, which I'm sure I will, I have like eight, but I haven't got a new tattoo in like 10 years. I've been waiting for like a really expensive, intricate one mm-hmm. that I'd like to get. But I have like my whole back is available. I would love a back piece. <laughs> my back is available. I would love <laughs> a back piece from Clash of the Titans oh, with yeah. different, like with Medusa on it and yeah. Kraken and just, just so much different stuff you could put on there. I think it would be incredible. You have to uh, put Burgess Mather in there. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Except he's wearing his Mickey outfit. Saying, get up, you bum. Get up, you bum. <laughs> Saying it to the Kraken. So, <laughs> one of my favorite heroic things in this, though, is because he knows at this point he has 30 days to figure out a way to kill the Kraken so he can save his wife before not only to save Andromeda, but to save all of Argos. The or, Kraken is right, not easy. Or uh, not Argos. It was... Uh, uh, it starts with a J. It was Jupiter or something like that is where they're actually uh, are. But so he find he goes to remember he's got to go to the witches and they have that cool uh, ball the that the they're eye. looking at. Yeah, and he steals the eye from and he gets them to tell him that hey you need Medusa's head. Right. And man, that scene with Medusa, it's like there's so many great scenes in this movie. But that always, anim- that animation, however they did it, was so great. So oh yeah, good. yeah. That's where they really got good at it. And he realized he could only look at her through the, uh, the shield. shield. Yep. And not only is she can she turn you to stone, uh, but she's an archer too. And a lot of nudity in this movie. PG. Mm-hmm. One of the first PG Harry Hauser movies, and it's weird that it even got just a PG, but they're not going to give it an R back then in 81, so right. they had to. Because they showed uh, they showed Andromeda's uh, boobs, they showed her ass when she's walking into the thing, and then from the waist up, Medusa's nude to this whole scene, too. Right, yeah. Uh, so, just you a kick-ass... You could do monster nudity, that's... I, I guess. Yeah. That's allowed. <laughs> so, the... Uh, Gets her head, man, and just comes all the way down to that amazing scene at the end where he's he waits till the kraken comes out, and remember he loses the head at some point, and the owl has to swoop into the water and steal yep. it and bring it to him. It's just this is the classic kind of fantasy, old school. Some people would consider cheesy fantasy that movies that I just love, man. I suck this stuff up, like you said, Jason the Argonauts, the Sinbad movies. Uh, there's like three or four Sinbad movies, and they're all awesome. Was this pre Star Wars? Oh yeah, no, yeah. no, Star Wars seventy seven. So this would this was still doing stop motion, which most people were, have moved on. To okay. It. Uh, right, yeah. But there were but a lot of people good that appreciated. They weren't Star Wars worked in the context. Well, of I was Star Wars. I was yeah. curious if the owl was the original R two. No, not. this was the this was a uh, I had read that this was specifically put in there because of R two D two. Okay, uh, to get that type Cause, of oh, really because the way it talks, it was beeps and blips. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. it worked. Yeah. Yeah. You know, oh, totally. Like, oh no, I love the yeah, owl. I it was probably owl. my favorite character. <laughs> in the movie. They have very right. sought after action figures for this. Eric has all of them. Really, really. Kraken himself is huge. I mean, it's really big, but mostly it's his. Tail, it's that yeah. size, but the Calibus figure is really rare, and to find one with the tail is even rare. Oh wow! And so he's got a lot of them. I'll have to have him take pictures of them, and I'll send them to you because it's really uh, interesting. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, toys to look at. So yeah, Harry Hamlin, man, he never thought he was going to make that list. I loved him. He went on to do. Uh, I mean, yeah, well, he did a lot. Uh, yeah, he did Law and Order. He was no, the, it wasn't Law and Order. Yeah, it was. Order. Yeah, yeah, was it Law and Order? Yeah, he yeah. was in there. But, but I thought he went, well, he had his own show for a while, and I, had, I think he was a maybe. lawyer. 
but I know he definitely was on Law and Order with Corbin Burnson. No, uh, L.A. Law. L.A. Law. That's what I meant. See, right. LA Law. I knew it wasn't Law and Order. Oh, I'm saying it wrong. Yeah, I, LA I Law. thought that's what he said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but also, he was great in Mad Men. Really good in Mad Men. What season oh. was he in? He was in a lot of them. He was he was Don Draper's boss that came in at some point. You might not even recognized him that he was in there. Yeah, I would have recognized him. Yeah, I just didn't watch it. He looked far, about the same. Far. Oh, you didn't watch the end of it. Oh, the end of the series. You never. You I only watched up until they. Um, Peggy left to go start a different agency somewhere oh, man. else. Man, yeah, that was good. You gotta watch the rest of that. It was really. It ended really well. Time. Uh, I don't have time for that. <laughs> I still, no, I got I still gotta watch that. Logan. <laughs> right. And Napoleon Dynamite. I haven't seen Napoleon, Napoleon Dynamite yet. <laughs> I have an extra copy. I bought an extra copy by accident, thinking I didn't. I don't need an extra copy. copy. I got his copy. <laughs> <laughs> he needs well, an extra copy. Well, give his copy back. I give you another one. <laughs> I'm holding hostage. <laughs> All right, what do you got, Justin? Number two. All right, number two. Uh, one that neither of y'all have seen. I'm actually really Great. surprised. Don Cheadle. I love Don Cheadle, though. 2008's Traitor. Yeah, I've heard of it, and I'd certainly recognize the DVD cover. I've seen it before. So I remember seeing the preview for this and wanting to see it in the theater. Didn't get a chance to. Basically forgot about the movie and then saw it like five years after it came out. Um, movie starts off with they're in um i think they're in syria and it's a child and his father and his father's teaching the child and like they're praying together and everything don like cheadle that. is the dad in this scene well, or don, they don't don, they haven't told you they, don don cheadle's the kid he's, he's the son. kid um and so um i got this movie figured out <laughs> <laughs> well and they're they're muslim and so you know, the father says goodbye to the son, goes down to go get in the car with his friends. The son's standing on the porch saying goodbye. I hear bad things. Boom, car blows up, you know. Sounds like Syria. I thought this was just going to be a Don Cheetah movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, wait, he's the kid. That's right. Right, yeah. So, that's. I mean, that's the first scene of the movie. So, <clears throat> flash forward, then you get to Don Cheadle. And uh, basically what he's doing is he's bringing this Simtex to sell to this, like, you know, Muslim jihad group. Um, and What's a Simtex? It's like a C4. Oh. Yeah, it's like, a, okay. it's you know, explosives. He's, he's an explosives expert. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and so basically he's selling all of his explosives to terrorists. And, like, because that's, it, I guess it turns out that, you know, his dad was killed by, like, Americans, mm. you know. Um so the whole movie, he's like basically getting into this terrorist group, and you know you're wondering. I'm not feeling I'm about a heroic. I was just gonna say, I'm waiting for that heroic moment. <laughs> so um, the end. So Guy Pierce is also in it. He's the guy who's looking for Don Cheadle. He's like you know CIA or DEA, FBI, one of those three letters. Sure, Guy Pierce is not the hero in this. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the Muslim terrorist selling yeah. his bombs is the hero. Stay <laughs> focused. Justin, yeah, right? Justin chose this pod to come out. Did I not tell you guys I was a Muslim? Uh, no. So, um, so they're having like an intelligence meeting, and uh, Guy Pierce is telling them all about uh, Don Cheadle. And after the meeting, like, Jeff Daniels is in the meeting. So, you know, it's like the first time you see him in the movie at all. And 
after the meeting, Jeff Daniels appeared. It, no, well, he's like, I mean, you know, it's like there's a there's a table full of twelve guys, and one of them happens to be Jeff Daniels. Aren't you, you Jeff haven't Daniels? Seen him. You haven't seen him before in the movie up until that point. That's what so, happens when you put a big actor, in, yeah. in a small. Role That's why some like people that, like yeah. to stay under the radar. Yeah. They want you to say, "Oh, I I know that guy." They don't want you to say, "Is that Jeff Daniels?" Yeah, yeah. Um, so after the meeting is over, basically, you know. Jeff Daniels' character the, is focused on him, and he's have you know he's talking with some guy, and he's like, "Didn't you have like a deep cover operative?" And he's like, "I did, but he went dark, and we don't know what side he's playing for anymore." You know, and this is he's talking about the Guy Pierce character. He's, he's ta- talking. He's about? talking. You don't know who he's talking about. He's talking about but he's talking Don about Cheadle's Don dad. Cheadle. No, he's talking about oh, Don, Don Cheadle. Cheadle. I would think watching you would kind of assume it was Don Cheadle. Did you think it was Don Cheadle? Or well, I mean, you've only got a couple of options in the movie, yeah, so yeah, you yeah. think you know. You think okay, well, maybe this is what's going on. But he even says he's like, but he went dark. We have no idea yeah, yeah, who yeah. he's playing for. Anymore. At that point, I would have probably think, well, if he's gone dark, then it's probably Cheadle. Right. Yeah. Um, that, and he so play many bad guys. Right. Yeah. That's another problem with casting actors who always play heroes too. Well, and I mean the thing is though is like he's very very believable in the fact that like he, his his faith is super strong and like I mean he's putting bombs on kids that are going to be suicide bombers and yeah. stuff like that like so they set it up that he looks like a scumbag. Uh, yeah, no. I mean he he blows up the American embassy. You know, like, and... That's not very heroic. And two people die. <laughs> you, you, might, you might need to jump forward to a heroic scene. <laughs> so... Fast forward to so the last five minutes of the movie. The, okay, so the terror plot is is that they're going to put 30 different uh, terrorists, sleeper cell terrorists in America, on buses on Thanksgiving. And they're all going to blow up at the same time all over the country. So they're trying... They Their plan is in effect. They're trying to get away. And... Finally, Don Cheadle gets in the room with, like, the head guy, you know, and they're, like, an argument ensues, and he kills him. So he has to kill him, he kills the head guy, and then the guy that he used to, like, get into this situation with, you know, now knows that he's turned on him and that Don Cheadle is a traitor to the Muslim people. Did he turn on him at that moment, or he, he was always... He was always. No, he was always. But he, they just you know, discovered. But, but he had to go so... So this was the long game, right. basically. Yeah, exactly. The long con to get in and, the, just to get in the room. Right. And so now it's like him, and this guy really is, like, his best friend, you know, and he's like well even though you've killed them it doesn't matter like the terrorists are still on the bus the buses are still going to explode and Don Cheadle put them all on the same bus so you know you see him he's going to blow all the terrorists you see him and they you know one guy stands up and he starts saying Allah Akbar Allah Akbar (laughs) and like three other people stand up and they all start chanting and everybody's trying to figure out what's going on Boom! The blow, you know, and it blows up, and it turns out he put all of them on the That's same fun. bus, and so he <laughs> saved, you know, thirty busloads of people all, right. all, all over right. America. Don, you redeemed yourself. Yeah. So and Don and Justin. we were worried. For a second. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good movie, dude. That's so good. well, I like him anyways. So yeah. I'll, I'll definitely watch it. Yeah, uh, I I'd highly advise it. Because yeah, when I think uh, Cheadle being a hero too, I often go to Hotel Rwanda. Yeah. Mm. Uh, have you seen? Movie to watch. You see I haven't. You should no. watch it. It's yeah. hard to. You wouldn't want to watch it multiple times. It's about the genocide of Uganda. Yeah, yeah. which is, yeah. The, and it doesn't the, even. The warlords it, coming through the town with machetes, machetes just hacking, and just yeah. hacking arms up. off yeah. kids and everything. Yeah, I mean, I've heard and all. He, about and he owns like this hotel. Yeah, that, and uh, he literally every 
He's very it Oscar was Hooties Schindler. and He's very and like Huthra and there was two different types of yeah 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 the Kuthra, of oh, I can't remember the names. tribes people almost like the Shiites and the and the Shias mm-hmm. in Iraq mm-hmm. and they hate each other right and so when Nick one's Nolte's in power the other one's run because they know they're going to just come through and murder them all. But right. he like would literally any place he could fit people in the hotel he'd put them in there but he was also trying to at the same time appease the warlords because he knew at any moment they, they could, could just walk in They could just and, walk in and slaughter right, everyone. Yeah, so absolutely. he's just trying to... And, and the, America like was nowhere to be yeah. found really. Yeah. Uh, remember Nick Nolte's in this movie too at some point uh, playing some soldier or something. Yeah. But he was another there good, just to get America. Another good Cheeto movie. Uh, but I liked uh, I think the first thing I ever saw him Traffic. in was Boogie Nights. Oh yeah. 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 The Cowboy oh, yeah. and Boogie Nights. Yeah. I loved Boogie him in Nights. that movie, too. But I liked him. He was getting trapped. <laughs> oh, he was great driving. Mm-hmm. All right, Dave, what you got? Number, what's your, um, that, we on three? Two? No, two. two. Tom Hanks in Big. No. In <laughs> <laughs> Tom Hanks in the Green Mile. Uh, great. Green movie. Mile. Hell yeah, man. Yep. So... Tell us a little about the Green Mile. Because that, that movie always, just the mention of it, always just, just makes me kind of go... Uh, oh man, this is like, a weird, good movie. Well, too, this some, it, it takes a couple turns. It takes a it. couple of really harsh turns at different times. Yeah, in it, you know. But uh, overall, it's almost like a feel-good movie for at least half of it. Right. You know, and uh, to follow the the. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the? Uh, so Prince. he he runs the crew at the death row of is it Mississippi State? One of Mississippi State Prison or Alabama? Damn. I know it's a prison in the South. A prison sure. in the South. Well, you would think it would. Be. Are we sure it's not in Maine? No. He writes all his books. I know he does, yeah. but I, I just remember them well, specifically. Everybody there had a Southern draw. They did. They did have a Southern and, draw. And so I think they were were made remarks about it, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. So you're probably right. And the, the big guy they brought in, he was like a farmer, wasn't he? Uh, Man, Michael uh, Clark Duncan. Michael Clark Duncan. That was one of the best. We miss you, Michael Clark Duncan. Know, That's right. Man. He died. So, yeah, so he early, did. man. He was such a gentle giant. Yeah, really great. So, I get there's a philosophy, and I think this movie speaks to it that people on death row they get a little better treatment towards the end of their life, like before they're going to kill them. Some of them. Some of them. <laughs> but they, Tom not Hanks, Sam Rockwell, not Sam Rockwell. <laughs> yeah, but man. that was his fault. Ugh. That was Sam oh yeah, that was the first thing I ever saw him in. It was great. Yeah, he was so fucking. But Tom great. Hanks is the head of Actually, this unit. Actually, the first thing I saw him in was the Teeny Mutant Ninja Turtles. Really, he was one of the Foot Clan kids that ran the arcade underground really? in the sewers. If no you go watch shit. the original, yeah, huh. it's really funny. I gotta get Seven Psychopaths <laughs> yeah. on this. Oh, thing, man. Man. yeah, we'll work that in. <laughs> <laughs> but so he ran, but he ran it ethically. He wanted everybody. Well, talk us a little about John Coffee first, because I okay, John Coffee. Ha- he has something. Do we even know what it is? Yeah. He has the ability to take... I know... Bring things back to life. Bring things or back to life. life from or it. take life from it. Like, he can... It was a curse of some kind. It was a curse, but well, I think he could... took something from He him. could see the future, too, couldn't he? He could... Or he could know what was yours going on in your head, anyways. Yeah, for, he could know if you were a bad person. He, w- he would see things that you've done. Right. Because he definitely did when he touched... Uh, he grabbed Tom Hanks's junk. Yeah, yep. he fixed it. And though. he fixed it. And yeah. his wife sent him like peach cobbler or yeah. something the next day. Corn, yeah. Cornbread. She thanks. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, she thanks. She shared that cornbread with Mister Jingles. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, that so, was yeah. the guy from. Uh, that was the guy from. Yep, Michael Jeter. Michael Jeter is also dead. He's on. He was on Sesame Street. No. Yeah. No, the, he was the, the guy from uh, uh, Evening Shade and. Uh, the what? guy that played. 
the guy that had the the French accent. Yeah, he doesn't. He's not French. He, no, I know, but he did a children's show where he was, and I wish I remember the guy's name. Like a mailman or something. Yeah, he read stories and something. Uh, I never. Knew That's where he was that. from. Well, he was. Uh, I mean, Fisher King, Alaska. he played the Ethel Merman uh, homeless guy, and Evening Shade, <laughs> he was uh, great in that. He was in Dead Bang. I've seen him in a lot of he stuff. He was Dead really Bang. good. Uh, but yeah, well, John Coffey gets put on uh, death row because he gets accused. He's found with two little dead girls, bloody dead right. girls in his yeah. hand. And it was the guy I mean, from uh, uh, it was William the guy Sadler. From Sh- uh, same, uh, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, William Sadler. This mm-hmm. is that's the same reason director. Was, same director. Uh, this is both had the same lot feel. Yeah. Had a lot of the same feel to it. Yeah, this to was uh, what's his name uh, Frank Darabont, who Frank Darabont. in my opinion did two of the best Stephen King adaptations: The Mist, Shawshank, and uh, the and The Mist. Yeah, so three. The Mist was well. He, he really yeah. should be the only one allowed to do uh, Stephen King movies because he really he gets, gets Stephen yeah. King and he gets the characters. Who did uh, Needful Things? I really like that person. No, that was a... I need that to wasn't watch a, that again. Uh, I man, so that great. Movie. So great. Uh, but I'm not sure anyone Don't really famous... Buster. <laughs> J.T. Walsh. Man, all these actors are dead now. It's a shame. All young, too. But, uh... So, yeah. So, he's you've got him on death row and you... At this point, we don't know he's innocent or what power does he have. Like yeah, you, you just see him first, hold. He was holding two bloody dead babies. Yeah. That's all you saw. Hey, look guilty to me. <laughs> yeah, look guilty to me. But uh, uh, you see through David Morris and through uh, Tom Hanks, and they have uh, uh, Barry Pepper. Remember Barry Pepper? We were talking Barry about Barry Pepper, Pepper and movies. that asshole oh, that asshole married uh, Courtney Stoggin. Is that her name? Uh, Doug. Yeah, the real dick. That's the real dick. Jingles. But he's the one that. You know that you know that he does like soap operas now. I think he does soap operas, but his wife that he remember he married a sixteen year old in when he was life? in his fifties. Yes, what? Courtney Stoggin. She's kind of famous now. Oh no, she I, looks kn- like I didn't know that star. story about him. Anyways, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's the guy. <laughs> I did find out where uh, Barry Pepper went though. He's been doing the uh, Maze Runner trials. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he's been I, doing what I, the Maze Runner trials? Oh, Maze I actually, Runner. I like those, and uh, oh. I watched the last one earlier this week, and I was oh. like, I saw him on the screen. I was like, that's where Barry Pepper went. <laughs> he's done two. <laughs> you know what? He can list two Tom Hanks movies on his resume. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. Spielberg movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, he's done some good stuff. But uh, so yeah, with Tom Hanks, this is uh, basically a lot of his heroism kind of is tied in with the James Cromwell and the uh, Patricia Clarkson character. Yeah. Because the warden, uh, all going on through what's happening on death row with realizing that John Coffey has these special powers because you see him cure Tom Hanks' junk and you get to see him <laughs> cure Mr. Jingles when the asshole steps on him. And you yeah. also Oh, see that it. scene was horrific. Uh, for, yeah. hard, that scene's hard to watch. Right? Oh. Well, not as hard to watch as the electrocution. No, scene I can watch with, the electrocution with Graham Greene stepping on the mouse is hard. No, one. it's something about it, man. Like you know, you can kill as many people as yeah, you want. It's but true. If you kill an animal, dude. Yeah. Plus, no. Plus, no he's one on cares death what row. happens to you at this guy. That. He, no. that was his friend. It was his only friend on oh, death yeah. row. He did right. it strictly because he's a sadistic. Yeah, asshole. yeah, yeah. He did that. Really and he got great. his. He got his own. Man. Oh, he yeah. When coffee blew that shit into him, and you could tell that he was just gone after that. But, you know, like I said, during this, James Cromwell's wife is having some sort of delirium. Um, or she had a brain tumor. Brain tumor. So she's, right. she's, literally like, go she's literally like she a was different sh- person. Sw- yeah, her yeah. attitude changed. She's got she like sw- Tourette's. And well, she was swearing at him. Yeah, like, just unpleasant altogether. Very, almost, she's almost. Almost like Pet Cemetery. I was just going to say, huh. almost like Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Uh, so Tom Hanks knew uh, that coffee could fix her. 
you know, and he really devised this. He let him out of death row. He literally broke in and helped him escape from death row to bring him to James Cromwell's house to yeah. layer his hands on his wife. And that scene was even That was a tense scene because he, he, he wasn't going to take his gun off him yeah, at the beginning of the James scene. James Cromwell had no idea. Realistically. They should have called him and said, hey, yeah, dude. Or met him mm-hmm. upside. This is what's happened. I know it yeah. seems weird, but it's worth a try. Yeah. And I'll show mm-hmm. you. your, your uh, It's the real deal when it happens because... He scares the hell out of everybody. James Cromwell and Patricia Clarkson, and then everyone's thankful and weepy when it actually Tom works. Tom Hanks' but. betrayal of having kidney stones was a, oh, yeah. so oh. good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Say that in any and other the movie. Award <laughs> for best kidney stone <laughs> goes to Tom Mr. Hanks. Tom Hanks. Was your wife thankful? <laughs> several times. <laughs> no, thank, thank your wife for me. I did several yeah. times. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a great one there. All right, so my number two. And this, I'm going to go all total geek on some people here, too. Nice. Uh, 1980s, fours. Well, even before I say the name of the movie, I should name the character, you know. Or even before the character, I should say the actor. Wow. Oh, before that, I should talk about <laughs> his mom. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk a little bit about the chat. William Shatner. <laughs> as James T. Kirk. And I had so many movies to choose from for this because, I mean, realistically, I mean, it's like choosing James Bond. He's a hero in everything. Right. But <laughs> he makes the, sure the that. one, <laughs> the one that really epitomizes hero to me in my mind for Shatner is Star Trek Three: The Search of Spock. Now, if you want to also talk heroes, clearly Leonard Nimoy was a hero in Star Trek Two, uh, saving the entire uh, crew of the Enterprise and everything, and basically giving his life to save them. And at the end of Number Two, they jettison uh, Spock's body onto a planet that also had been hit with something the called Genesis. the Genesis torpedo, which basically you shoot a uh, you shoot a rocket into a dead planet, and once the missile hits that planet, the planet starts to grow life. Like, from, like wasn't that the from project? Like the, it was a project. Yeah, they had done project. it to it, like that's terraforming what, stuff. That's what Khan wanted uh, in Star Trek II, the Wrath of Khan, because it could be turned into a weapon and destroy planets, but it also could create planets. So they just happened That to, makes Khan a big dick. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no wonder he was so angry. Uh, so in order to save the planet, uh, or save the crew, Leonard Nimoy gave his life, and then uh, they shot his... Uh, his funeral tube into the onto the Genesis planet, which was ingenious uh-huh. uh, when you think about it, because it kind of will allow him not to be dead. So if we're going straight on to uh, uh, start, uh, everyone here, you you were a, a Star Trek fan just because I was probably a, a probably because Dad yeah and Dad, Dad loved the TV shows and I'm a was huge it? Star Trek fan. I went to Star Trek conventions. I remember as you a get, kid. one of the first. Se- I remember you get you would order the VHS. Oh yeah. Of the TV them. shows. I watched them all the time. Yeah, it's single episodes. Single episodes <laughs> on a VHS tape. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I had a bunch of them. Uh, and now I have them all on digital. On it was funny. What the, the funny fact about Star Trek, that television show was only on for what? Three, three seasons. Three seasons. Yeah. Really? Three oh, yeah. seasons. This whole play. universe has turned into what it has from three. 68 se- episodes, but three seasons. Three yeah. seasons. Uh, I heard yeah. it was 69. No, no. <laughs> I heard there was a Phantom episode. <laughs> Did you hear this, or you just started? No, for real, something. I heard that. I heard yeah. there was a uh, debate. Well, that's because there's two versions of the <laughs> Cage and the Menagerie. Uh, <laughs> I'm a Star Trek dork, man. I know this shit. Uh, so I've been watching the movies forever, and uh, three, I was excited. Uh, I remember getting the VHS. I remember giving our grandmother. Uh, 
uh, Heggy, uh, like $20 to go to the mall and pick it up for me when she was going to the mall and she dropped off the house. So I remember having the VHS nice. that way. That's awesome. Number three. And, uh, 20 bucks. <clears throat> they made some money on that. Oh, yeah, man. And, uh, this was fabulous because you had basically Captain Kirk, who is uh, he tried to go into in front of the uh, the Federation of Planets and say, "Hey, I, he can be saved. We need to go back and get him." And they were like, "No, we're not sending him back there. Uh, we're not sending you back there. We're not authorizing this and everything." And it was basically a mutiny by yeah, Shatner. He, he, he steals he went, the ship. <laughs> well, they, he he got back into uh, he went and talked to him and he got out and he was talking to uh, Sulu and Scotty and. Uh, he lied to him, didn't and he? No, he told him straight up. He's like, you don't have to go, but oh, I'm okay. going. I'm going one way or another. And they're like, we're with you, Captain. So they basically steal the Enterprise. Nice. It was a great scene where they stole the Enterprise, where every one of them was involved. And, uh, didn't he get demoted? Nichelle he Nichols got demoted, had, I think, uh, at the end of this film. At the end of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, got, he was Admiral at the, end of, uh, at the end of two, and then at the end of three, <laughs> he, uh, he got... Uh, bust back down the captain i think he looks uh, it better so he basically <laughs> he, he risked his whole life to go back to the genesis planet now during this the villain in this one is the fabulous christopher lloyd as uh the klingon and really? he was awesome he, he was, was a ruthless motherfucker yeah. no way you're talking about you're talking doc about brown doc, doc brown, brown. Doc yeah brown. And he, wow. you wouldn't you know you, you barely be able to tell yeah just his voice that it was him yeah yeah, yeah yeah because he's all he's got the klingon makeup sure on sure and everything and he was vicious man he was like shooting his own crew members and you know he's got that wild dog that sits next to him it's like a klingon dog yeah uh that will snap at people and this was one of the first times they they introduced a cloaking uh this is really getting dorky there's an episode there's an episode (laughs) called balance of terror where they fight the romulans and it's the first time they ever showed the romulan bird of prey uh ship which had a cloaking oh yeah yeah, yeah. and you never knew where it was oh they had this that seems like a really big competitive advantage Uh, (laughs) well they didn't bust it out much into the rest of the star trek universe until number three and they realized they were there. They yeah. just didn't tell you. Well, the Klingons. <laughs> you realize at the beginning of Star Trek Three, the Klingons have uh, have somehow adapted the Romulan uh, cloaking device on their bird of prey. Uh, oh, that's right. That's warship. Right. Oh, wow. And uh, so now it's blowing ships up completely, and them not even seeing it coming. Wow. And uh, so during this whole thing, you can't trust the Klingons. Man. You no. can. You can trust. You can't trust the Borgs either. So, <laughs> so something happens during this where they get pinned down. There's really two. There's really three things happening at once. You get the Klingons with Christopher Lloyd on their ship. You have uh, Spock on the planet with Savick, uh, who's not played by Christianity anymore. It's played by uh, Robin Cook. And uh, you have the guy who plays Kirk's son, David, and Savick are down there on the planet with the Spock who's growing exponentially. He's like a baby, then he's a teenager, and he's going through puberty. And they had this, there's a whole thing uh, uh, in Star Trek myth about Vulcan puberty is called Bonfar, which it's like a painful thing that you go through and you're like screaming. You heard it here first. Huh. Uh, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> uh, so he's going through Bonfar, which is a painful experience for Vulcan like adolescents on the planet as all this is happening. You don't remember adolescence? It was pretty painful. I guess it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you've got and one of the best Kirk moments really is when he gets pinned down and uh, they don't see the bird of prey coming it disables the Enterprise yep. so he's down he's he's he doesn't know what to do really and he comes to the conclusion that uh, he's going to surrender to the uh, Klingons but he knows the Klingons just don't take prisoners he's going to end up getting killed so he tells uh, he tells the Klingons that he can uh uh, he asked him for two minutes to talk to his crew and get uh, a boarding party ready, and he's going to allow them to uh, board the Enterprise, his crew, and uh, 
take them hostages back to their uh, their ship. So while they're doing that, Kirk and Scotty and Chekhov enter their codes for a self-destruct button to blow up the Enterprise. Oh, nice. And when they think they're uh, beaming over there, they're actually beaming to the planet, and then the uh, Klingons beam onto the Enterprise. And when they get onto the Enterprise, they actually go to the bridge, and they, they call Christopher Walken, and they were like, there's nobody here, but we hear some a robotic voice, and he was like, let me hear it. What does it say? And then you hear 10. Nine. <laughs> he's like, get out of there! Get That's out of there! Awesome. The whole Enterprise. So Kirk literally blows the entire Enterprise up. Oh. <laughs> now he's on the planet. So he's on yeah. the planet without a friggin' ship. He has no idea how him or the crew are going to get off there, but he knows that's how much he needs to get Spock back, that he gets back down there uh, to the planet where Spock is. They have this great scene where Christopher uh, uh, Lloyd... Uh, uh, he just kind of really goes for the idea that Christopher Lloyd is going to come down to the planet to fight him. So when he comes down to the planet and he kicks Christopher Lloyd's ass and like kicks him off the friggin' uh, the whole planet's like falling apart uh, because the Genesis is not stable for some reason. Huh. Uh, they didn't work as well as they thought it did. <laughs> <laughs> so they're trying to get science off the planet. Science is not, a, <laughs> so, it's not an exact science. <laughs> yeah. So once he kicks uh, Christopher Lloyd's ass, he just pr- basically pretends to do his voice to, uh, with his communicator and it gets everyone beamed up onto the... Uh, uh, the the Klingon bird of prey. And what's interesting about that is, have you seen the fourth one with the whales? Yeah, where they got to go to San Francisco to get the two humpback whales. It was so funny. It was it was, a, really, it was really good. It was arguably one of their their best ones. I've I like the stuff when the original Star Trek. Well, oh man, that's it was it was <laughs> they went back to Earth, but it was like earth nowadays yeah it was earth nowadays so it was and really it was like cool. them getting squared at crossing the yeah. street and then them not knowing what squares are that one of my favorite yeah. scenes is when they're going uh, uh when cars kirk is crossing the street and one of the cab drivers beats his horn and he says watch where you're going you dumbass and kirk looks around doesn't know what he says he says, well, well double dumbass on you <laughs> <laughs> my favorite scene in that one i don't want to get too far but my favorite scene is when bones gives the the oh, lady, yeah. the the medicine he had on him. And she was having like kidney problems. Yeah, she was like having kidney failure. Gave her one like pill and one cured pill kidneys. and cured it. <laughs> but it was just he was marveling at how horrible medicine. You guys are butchers. <laughs> <laughs> he says the yeah uh, it needs to be stabilized with this. You can't cut into him, and it was really funny. Huh. I remember they were making the. Uh, uh, they were making the cage to, uh, to oh, for the, the hose of the whales and everything, yeah, and they yeah. went to the guy, and they. Ne- in order to get the uh, the stuff they needed, they gave him the recipe oh, the for something from the future. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. It was really crazy. Uh, but yeah, that's how they got the ship, though. And in, in all of number four, they traveled around in the Klingon cloaking bird of prey because that's the ship they had from number three when they got there. Uh, it was very ingenious how uh, a lot of people... And they kept them together. It was interesting how they carried Really, it if over. you're going to watch the old ones, uh, number two, Two, three, can, and, four. I was two, three say, and four are the trilogy that yeah. are all connected. You can and skip. All really you great. can almost skip one if you yeah. know enough Star yeah, Trek I mean, lore. I, I, yeah, I mean, and I, just go I, right I to two. And you really could skip and five. Uh, five was that was the one with his brother, and they. It was what's very the one where he was fighting Christopher uh, Picard? That was Generations, which was all right. That was good. No, the good one was First Contact. Oh, that's what I'm yeah, thinking yeah, about with the Borg. Yeah. Oh man, First Contact. Have you seen that First was Contact? Was that Glenn Close to play Borg? No, it was this weird. It was the girl from. Um, uh, Silent Hill. That oh, yeah, okay. The group down oh, she's, she's very good. weird looking. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you gotta watch First Contact. That was yeah. uh, that was all the Picard I've crew. seen, like, one... I've seen a little bit of that because they're either Picard's at Kirk's house. That's Generations. Okay. Yeah. And then there's something about a satellite or something? Yeah, that's all Generations, which okay. was an all right one. And then Insurrection was on after that, but... Uh, no, 
I've seen I've seen all of the new ones. I'll do a Star Trek pod one of these days. Dave could do it because I, I mean, he knows the other than maybe the first one and the fifth one. Have if guys, I watched, I would have to watch the most recent one. Uh, but I think I've seen everything. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen the new ones? Oh yeah, I've yeah. seen. Yeah. Them all. I haven't okay. seen the latest new one. Oh okay, that was good. That that's was the one the written one. by Simon Pegg. Okay, that's the one he wrote. Yeah, it was it was good. It was better than two. Two sucked. The, two the was, second of the new ones was horrible. The yeah. one with Benedict Cumberbatch and they just, meet Spock. Meet but, no, Spock. He's, again. he's like Khan. They they just remake. Wrath of Khan. That's right. I and, forget. I remember we said that in uh, the theater oh, together. Oh, stupid man! We're like, is this Wrath of Khan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they redid the whole scene with Chris, uh, with Spock and them doing the the uh, the needs of the many outweigh yeah, the needs yeah, of the few. Yeah. Why they're dying? Like literally, uh, it was literally the same scene. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? I, I don't mind when you're doing a little slight callback when you're doing a shot by shot callback. I'm right. gonna get pissed. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> the chat. All right. <laughs> he made it. He finally made it. <laughs> All right, number ones. All right, my number one, 1972, Bruce Lee, <gasps> Fist of Fury. You didn't even have to say movie, man. You had me at Bruce Lee. I know, right? Also known as the Big either. Boss. The Big Boss. Yeah, see, that yeah. was something I didn't know. That's what it's called now? Like, if you better chance of finding it that way? Yeah, well, that's Both the thing ways, is, probably, yeah. yeah, but uh, somehow, some Isn't that way, his most famous movie title, though? Enter the Dragon. Enter the oh, Dragon, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Fist of Fury and Big Boss remember. are the same movie, um, which I recently found out. And I've, <laughs> and I've seen all the Bruce... Uh, Bruce Willis almost said. <laughs> Bruce Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen all the Bruce Lee movies like several times back in the day, but yeah. like most people, that he had done so many, that, and there were a lot of them that were foreign titled that I had no clue what even one I was watching. So right. they all kind of blend into me other than maybe Return of the Dragon just because it has such Enter a the Dragon. Ed, Enter Return the Dragon. of the Dragon that's a different movie that's, okay. that's Return of the Ninja I, I get him all my Kung Fu movies confused but uh, American uh, Enter the Enter the Dragon was the most recognizable one to me because it was it was straight up Mortal Kombat uh, or Mortal Kombat was straight up Enter the Dragon. Yeah, really. pretty much. Yeah. Uh, that's how I remember it because they're on the uh, they're on the island and all that. But right. why don't you tell us a little bit about Fist of Fury? So um, it's you know it's I watched it yesterday and it's interesting. Like there is a very thin plot line to it. <laughs> um, well, there, so, there's kind of a thin plot line. To most. They, they, uh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. wasn't the backbone. They were of that for right, vehicles yeah. for his. If you were fight. looking for plot lines, you weren't watching Bruce Lee. Yeah, movies. right. You were watching Godzilla. You were watching. <laughs> you, yeah, you watch Godzilla yeah. <laughs> Bruce so, Lee you watched him because you just want to see him throw punches and kicks and beat yeah, the crap yeah. out of people so um, I, I suppose that Bruce Lee's father has just died but the movie starts off with him and his uncle coming to this little small town on a boat and his uncle kind of takes him and introduces him to his family there and it's like ten brothers and one female cousin which is kind of well, odd but um so, you know, Bruce Lee had made a, a, a promise to his mother and father that he wasn't going to fight anymore, you know. Um, so when he... I'm guessing, f- I'm guessing that doesn't... No, no, actually, he doesn't throw a punch <laughs> the whole movie. <laughs> the end. He kicks. Awesome. No. <laughs> I said, I'm not punching. Yeah. I'm not punching. <laughs> Just kicking. So, um, so the very first thing is they get off the boat, they're walking along, and they get... It's hot outside, so they get thirsty. So they stop to get a shaved ice, and this cute little girl makes them a shaved ice. And these guys come up, and they start harassing the girl. And Bruce Lee instantly wants to just kick their ass. Mm. And his uncle says, remember your promise, you know. And so he's like, okay. So he just sits there while these guys <laughs> harass these girls, you know. And then this little kid comes up, and he's it's selling. Like, this is going to get old quick, man. Yeah, yeah. So then this little kid comes up, and he's selling rice cakes. And they take all of them, and they don't pay him, you know. And he's like... I've got to do something. No, no, you can't fight. You can't fight. 
Well, his cousin shows up, and my you cousin know, can fight. Get him! And his cousin, his cousin. <laughs> beats I didn't make shit. a promise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, his cousin beats I'm the, the shit out of him. <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, because you know, you've got to. If Bruce Lee can't have a martial arts scene first, the beginning of the movie, somebody's got to do it. You know. So his, how many minutes did it last? You know? uh, oh, I would say that was within three minutes of the of the film. Oh, Bruce Lee, like. Oh, oh no! Oh, no actually, that Lee. that went on for like. Maybe 15, 20 really? minutes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, to the point where I was like, okay, seriously, he needs to be doing something. I'm now. wondering if this was, like, them trying to develop him as a dramatic actor and kind of leading up to the actor. Because I well, imagine he wasn't naturally a dramatic actor. I mean... No. He, I mean... So it was basically all based on that promise. Yeah. You know what I mean? And... What like happens snaps is, a provolone. Yeah, exactly, you know? Um, so what what happens is, is like... He goes We're to, bankers now! <laughs> We're bankers, Bruce! He, he goes to work at this ice factory with his family, and shortly after he starts work there, two of the brothers disappear. Well, they found out... One of the ice blocks breaks, and they find drugs in it. And, oh, and they, see, I remember that. That's oh, the part I remember now, finally. <laughs> so at the end of the day, and they don't say anything about it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, the manager comes up, These takes it from happen. him. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The manager takes it from him. I like, hate like, when the drugs fall out. <laughs> <the ice." laughs> you know, and he's like, now get back to work. And at the end of the day, the manager wants to talk to him. Well, they end up killing them and putting them in blocks of ice. Yeah. So over the next couple his of days. His cousins? Yeah, yeah, they, um, two of them out of the ten, and like it's a large family. So what? Are we missing anyone at the dinner table? Yeah, I know, <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing is when they, you know when they don't come home, they're like, "Hey, what happened? We know we went and talked to the manager." Yeah. So like the the good fighting cousin yeah. goes up and you know is like, "Hey, what's going on?" And he's like, "Well, you should go talk to the boss." So he goes to talk to the boss. And the boss kills him. Oh. So then they don't come home. So, you know, finally... I have a feeling, I have a feeling the promise is getting broken here really so freaking finally, quick. finally, the next day, <laughs> they come to work and they won't work and there's a strike. And Bruce Lee's trying not to fight. And somebody gets knocked in his direction and they pull his necklace off. Mm. And, you know, they just have that... Dun, 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 you know, like... <laughs> and he just, like, kicks the shit out of four guys with four kicks immediately, you know... And finally, now he's starting to fight, and he just beats the shit out of like fifteen people. That um, was kind of his thing. Yeah, like oh, yeah, yeah. I, I know it was choreographed, but he could he could take seven, he, eight people running at him. He was fast. You had to be fast to just pull off, even if it was a complete acrobatic act. You yeah. had to be ridiculously talented just to Don, yeah. Donnie Yen. Yeah, I just yeah. Saying, seriously, who is man. Donnie Yen? That's the same guy. No, well, it's Ip Man. man. That's it, man. No, I'm saying that he had the same level uh, of skill. He, he uh, Ip Man was Bruce Lee's uh, uh, sensei. Yeah, in real life. In, in real, real life, life? Yeah. that's who trained uh, Bruce Lee was Ip Man. That's yeah. who Donnie Yen played in the Ip Man movies. Okay, but it, w- it wasn't Donnie Lee. Obviously. Donnie Yen, but Donnie, Donnie Yen is very. You got to be pretty fast to play Bruce Lee's master. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Right. <laughs> no, it's arguably who I would have loved to have seen a Can Bruce Lee Donnie oh, Yen fight oh, in man, real life. Oh, so man. you and a lot of people, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, we'll as much as I love Bruce Lee, he might have gotten his ass kicked. <laughs> nah, Bruce Lee was so strong, man. That was the thing. Donnie Yen, though? Dude, that one-inch punch? Yeah. Oh, man. If we I... think in Donnie Yen around Ip Man 2, like, he was so good. And what martial arts was Bruce Lee proficient they were, in? They were all uh, the Wushu. Wing, wing... Or, no, that's right, Wing Chun. Wing Chun. But, wing the Chung. Thing, but then Bruce Lee created... He kind of bastardized Wing Chun a little bit to another Because we grew up taking Taekwondo, which yeah. is Korean, I think. 
Yeah. Is it Japanese or Korean? Uh, I think it's Japanese. Might be Japanese. Japanese. It's Japanese. I better get that right. Yeah. I don't think they'd be appreciated. I don't like that. But uh, yeah, <laughs> so give our culture away. <laughs> so you know, so eventually Bruce Lee fights his way to the big boss, and oh, I'm getting this title now. Yeah, you know, and I don't uh, remember the big boss though. Uh, who played him or who? How badass, badass he was. Badass. I've got badass. I've got his because uh, I remember the, like the end of the dragons, the guy with the claw. Remember yeah. he had, What's he had right? the claw. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Let's see. Here. I've got. Let's Eddie Griffith and Undercover Brothers. And remember, he's watching it. He's like, oh, yeah, "Look yeah. out for the claw!" Look out. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember. Recognize him. He looks like a big motherfucker, though. You know, it's funny. he's the he's, big boss, yeah, man. He's actually not that big. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, compared to Bruce Lee, probably Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee was yeah. like a buck forty-five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh, no. One of my favorite scenes in that whole movie is, and so Bruce Lee is just about to fight the big boss, and he's holding this cage with these two birds in it. And the big boss just like tosses the cage up into the air like 20 feet and it just hooks onto a tree limb, you know? <laughs> and Bruce Lee has a knife and he throws it up and like knocks the cage down and the birds fly away, you know? But it's just such a cool scene. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I mean, Bruce Lee, the dude's a hero in every single movie. Yeah, he really is. He I had to be mentioned as my number one. I don't think he's ever played a bad guy. I don't think he'd want to play a bad guy. I yeah, think if he those... did, he would have been like undefeatable yeah it was like one of those kind of qualities that like john wayne had john wayne refused to be a play bad guy he's no i have this certain persona and it needs to kind of stick that way yeah it did for his whole career nice nice what you got dave number one speaking of john wayne i chose (laughs) amelie Amelie. (laughs) (laughs) no that's definitely out of left field now i love this movie amelie is a hero in my eyes no i could totally totally see (laughs) Uh, her being a hero, she really she worked her way into like what six or seven people's lives, maybe even more than that. Yeah, she and helped changed them for her the dad. She helped bring the two people together. Man, so the... tell us a little bit about now. First of all, I love this director. You know what movie this director directed that we love that he used a lot of the actors from Amelie in. Um, it's a movie that you would automatically assume because he would do Amelie, he would be perfect for this movie. It's Alien Resurrection. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> same director, Alien Resurrection. That little Couldn't guy, be... the little guy in the. Uh, remember, he's the guy in the diner. Yeah, uh, who's pining over the waiter. Oh, okay. He was the guy in the chair. He's the director. No, he was. Oh, he's he was the, the guy, guy in the chair. In that's Alien right. Resurrection. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, that guy's awesome. He was good. He was really good. This movie was quirky. It's French. It's yeah, all in so French. French us, subtitled. Uh, um. The it's direct, fun, though. It's very fun. Super fun. Man. You know, it, and sometimes people... Lighthearted and, I, and... People, and I hate when people come, what should I watch with my girl? I can always recommend this. Amelie's great. You're going to have to read subtitles, but I have no problem with that if you don't and, have a problem with that. And, and they go, don't even, it goes really quick, and it's not like it takes away from... And you. even if you miss some of the subtitles, it's not yeah. It's not a big deal. You can follow the story. So it's, it's this French girl all grown up, and... Uh, she works at a diner, and she, the same people is are in her life day after day. Had a day. very good. And the first ten minutes of this movie yeah. was fabulous, and it really showed you how great the director was and the certain type of cuts. Because they oh, would do, when they when they when, when they, they brought her, the when introduced the characters and told you a little bit about them, 
But they would do it quick. It would Super be quick. like it would be like this is the waitress. She likes he likes uh, this and the, this. Yeah, she likes baked potatoes with sour cream and, and the the sound of glass on tile. Uh, mm. She likes the sound of glass on tile, and then they sh- actually visually show somebody putting like a cat dish on a yeah. tile. So they'll huh. show the imagery what they're talking about. Uh-huh. So every character they introduce, they do that with. They're like, this is this character. He loves uh, he loves doing different stuff like these quick cuts that this director does that really will put you right into the scene. Uh, do you remember all those I do, stuff? It was great. I remember when they were trying to, like, the, uh, Audrey Tattoos. That, tattoo, yeah, yeah. yeah. A girl who plays Amelie. Her mother dies. Yeah. And they show, like, the steeple falls on her. She's, like, uh, ridiculously cute. Like, yeah. Like, adi- ridiculously adorable, I think, yeah. would be the right uh, words to describe this girl who plays Amelie. So they show kind of, like... How she was brought up without a mother. The dad didn't let her do anything. And he because, didn't travel anywhere. Yeah. Which was well, one his of the dad didn't things. let her do anything because he thought she was sick. Mm-hmm. Because every time she, he never touched her, never gave her a hug in her whole life. Except the only time he'd ever touch her is when he'd take her. He was a doctor. Yeah. He'd take her annual physical. Mm-hmm. So he'd hear a heartbeat, and her heartbeat would always be racing because it'd be the only time she'd get any attention from her dad. Oh. So he, she thought she had a bad heart. So she missed the premise of this movie is loneliness. And she feels like she's missed out on the world. Uh-huh. And the, the movie and, and other people. That's why she's trying and other to people. Help well, me. she goes. The her premise was she can't. I can't fix myself, so I'm just going to help other people. Right. So she she helps the the one arm kid at the remember the, the painter next door. Yeah. The, Everyone that's in her like personal space of her life that she goes to like on the way to work and on the way home, you you get to know every single character that's centered around that, and in one way or another ends up helping each and every single one of them in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Like the one guy that's oh, she finds them. member. She starts this whole adventure because she drops something and it hits a piece of tile, and then she finds the kid had hidden his like his treasure chest, and she backtracks who used to live in that apartment and like went and saw a bunch of people, and then like left it. Remember, she left his little treasure chest. He's forty five now. He imagined he did it when he was like seven or eight. So she puts it, she follows the guy, stalks the guy. She has it. She puts the thing in a telephone booth and waits for him to go by the telephone booth. And she calls the telephone booth and he goes in the booth and the phone, nobody on there. And he hangs up and he sees his little, his childhood toys Uh that he had hidden away. Oh, that's cool. And it was, it was such a good, it was, and so she goes from there to set up, but the whole time, remember that they had that angle with the uh, photo booth guy? Yeah. Well, with the, uh, with the gnome? No, the gnome. Yeah, that was tell, my, tell that the gnome my, part. That's that was my favorite thing. That she stole her father's gnome from the garden, uh-huh. and she was uh, taking pictures of it of the gnome as if he was traveling the world. Oh, yeah. nice! And sending it in postcards to the dad. The uh-huh. Dad's not knowing what the hell is going on here. They've replicated that in <laughs> yeah, pop a lot of people, culture. A lot of people oh, do yeah. that stuff on like Facebook that. now. Uh-huh. It's all from Amelie. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. She would send a postcard of the uh, the ventures that you weren't. Doing your uh, self, your gnome <laughs> from your garden was That's doing awesome, it. yeah. But remember she finds that guy's photo album that had all the... I haven't seen Emily in so he long. Had been, so he had though. been collecting all of the photos that people threw away at the photo booth. Huh. It was this, like people that took a picture and they didn't like the picture yeah, they, they threw, it away. threw it away. This yeah. guy would go and collect them. Huh. But he kept collecting this one character that 
over and over again. He couldn't figure out who he was. Mm-hmm. It was the repair guy that was coming, and he would just check to see if the booth was okay, take a picture of himself, and he'd throw <laughs> it away. But he couldn't figure it out. But she ends up with the book, and she chases after him, and they play a game. So many it. different things are connected. <clears throat> very playful. It's yeah. French. It's a French movie. You know what's pretty good? Though. You know what TV series reminds me of it is uh, Pushing Daisies. Do you remember oh, Pushing yeah, yeah. Daisies? Mm-hmm. Yep. Where that guy had the uh, ability. It was just how they told the stories was very Pushing Daisies. He uh, had the ability to touch uh, a body and uh, they would come alive for a, in exactly a minute. He, he could touch a dead body and come around for a minute. Huh. And they would be able to tell uh, him how you died or do you need a message sent to somebody or something like that. And a lot of times it was like, I never told my father this and I wish he had told this. And I left money in the backyard and he never knew about it. And it really helped him out. And then, oh, boom, all of a sudden he'd fall. No shit. Shay McBride was the it was detective. A great, it was a great premise. And they decided to, to go into business yeah. together mm. and to get rewards for uh, deaths that were unsolved. <laughs> really? He would touch them. They would tell him who killed him. He would die again. And they would go catch the guy who did it and catch huh. the reward money. But he ends up – he also has the ability uh, – uh, the girl that's remember he can't touch the other girl. Oh, yeah, Anyone yeah. he's touched before and brought them back to life, uh, and then they've died again. He he, if he touches them again, they'll stay around. Is what it is. Remember, and he brings the girl that he loves back to life. And uh, she's like but, a ghost. But he can't touch her. No, he can't touch her again because he's already touched her once. Oh, I and see. Touching her again will kill her. And they oh, have this wow. relationship where he only wears mittens and shit around her, huh. and they like kiss through cellophane and shit. It's a very strange, wow. weird <laughs> show. Crazy. And uh, so, Paul oh. Rubens was in season two of it, but it was uh, <laughs> the way it was told, where they ha- how the, they did those quick backstory yeah, 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 yeah. on characters was very pushing. Probably, I yeah. mean, to imitate this movie wouldn't be a bad thing. It was very fun. Mm-hmm. Amelie is definitely so, one. That's my out. hero. <laughs> All right, for my number one. And this was a movie I remember me and Dave watching this uh, late night. Uh, we stayed up late to watch it with my, our dad. 1986, Sigourney Weaver as Ellen Ripley in Aliens. Hell yeah. That's definitely the first, uh, second Alien movie. The first one, uh, she does become kick-ass and heroic towards the end, at the very end of the movie, where she's got to save herself and kind of eject that alien that was in her ship. But in the second one, yeah. uh, she was a total badass. She's man. a badass. Total badass. Yeah. And this was... And if you want to watch that first one, it's a total balls out horror movie. The second one's total horror action movie, man. Get away from her, you bitch! <laughs> I, I tell you, it's really going to take every part of me not to name the episode. Stay away from her, you bitch! You should, I, I don't dude. know. I just don't know if that's going to get in trouble with iTunes putting it on their thing with a swear on. Oh, uh, whatever. Maybe. Dude, we're marked as explicit. Yeah, that's <laughs> in the episode. I don't know, know if that counts in the title, but that would be fun. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's what I think of, man. I think of her like her leaving the ship to go back and get Newt. Yeah, you know because she was she was gone, man. The bishop had got that ship. I'm assuming everyone has seen Aliens, and I'll just try to jump through some scenes yeah. that we've uh, like with uh, Ellen Ripley in it. Uh, and there's so many of them. Uh, if I start earlier in a movie, I love when the, she says, "I'm going," but I'm not getting out of that goddamn uh, uh, ship. And then right. she's like, "All right." I'll go, but I'm not getting out of the vehicle. Right, yeah. And then she, <laughs> uh, ultimately, she's on foot, obviously, on the yeah. planet. But 
when she's on the vehicle and all the uh, Marines are fucking it up. Yeah. And Paul Reiser's fucking it up and that lead guy <laughs> is screwing it up. And she has to literally take over where she's screaming. You're, they're dying in there. Yeah. And then she literally gets behind the wheel and just takes Drives off. Drives in there. Plows I through there. I love that vehicle there. Plows into. through to rescue the every music. single one of them. The, oh, the music The music so good, when man. she starts driving through. James Horner, man. I have this, one of my uh, most valuable LPs because I, this is a modern one too. It's mm. like a double disc, like uh, remastered uh, version of uh, Aliens, uh, the James Horner score. And it's so good, man. I'll put, oh, really? it, I'll put it on, I'll play it in the house. And that's it's just awesome. creepy and it's cool all at the same time. And I can always tell when that scene's happening because that's when it really yeah. kicks and you hear all those great sounds. Uh, and from that point on, she was like the leader, man. You come and you save all those Marines and they yeah. would do whatever she said after yep. that. H- Hicks was like the second in command after Hudson, re- oh, well, Hudson. Uh, was kind of lost his mind at that point. Uh, Who was Bill Paxton? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his deliveries were just so oh, great. Bill yeah. Paxton, man. Yeah. <laughs> three meters, yeah. two meters. That's inside the room. <laughs> oh man, so it's many game tense, over, man. tense yeah. scenes. Game over, man. Yeah. I say that a lot. <laughs> it's so great, man. Yeah, and she just was a badass in this movie in 1986, man. And this was before uh, people remember, you know, Linda Hamilton become a badass in Terminator 2. Yeah. But this was before this, and Sigourney Weaver was nominated for an Oscar for this movie. Was she? Uh, she was so good in this. Nice. Really? Because she came out. You got to remember, 1986, who was like, uh, uh, what kind of female empowerment role, roles were right. huge then? Yeah, Norma Rae, like Sally Field, kind of standing up for uh, women's rights and that type of thing. But there was not no, many was badass female characters. Yeah, she was man. a female action hero. She at that literally point. changed it. It was kind of like when in the 90s, where you, uh, where to um, me, more played GI Jane, and she just made that kind of impact. And I this almost when, was, that on when the did list. Ghostbusters come out? Ghostbusters came out in like 84, 85. When did Aliens come out? Uh, 86. And you, and you look at those two characters, you look at the Dana Barrett character, yeah. she was like, the Ellen Ripley character. When she was hovering over the bed, she was pretty sexy. Well, that oh, yeah. that was true. But if you just saw her like when she was playing in the band and everything no, like that, I she was just I like the possessed one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like the possessed one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want you inside of me. Sounds like you got a few, too many yeah. people in there already. <laughs> well, Sigourney Weaver, man, she wouldn't yeah. take any shit. She was motherly, too, you know? Yeah. Just even like when they first came across Newt and kind of getting her to come uh, come out of her shell and everything to even protecting her when Paul Reiser tried to impregnate him yeah, with oh the face hug. Yeah. He was the company man. Oh, yeah. man. We, we need... We so we've had... Up. The, we've, wrong. We made a bad call. Made a bad call. <laughs> yeah. Made a bad call, Ripley. Yeah. Uh, oh we've had God. a villain's pod and now a hero's pod. We have to have Weasley scumbag uh, he pod. He might be on that. And he, he would totally be on that as somebody's <laughs> number one because he was really uh, a shit in that movie. <laughs> but yeah, any favorite scenes from Aliens? Well, I mean... The stay away from her, you bitch. <laughs> well, that and mostly, mostly, <laughs> mostly. But how, I, 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 maybe you remember this, maybe you won't, because it's kind of insignificant. But she does say it. How long was Newt on the planet by herself? It was on. It wasn't. Her parents got it wasn't killed too, too from long, the mining. Was this it like is two weeks. This or is three another. Weeks? Uh, it was like two weeks. Well, this is another uh, situation where if you had the director's cut, uh-huh. you'd see this because the director's cut, you actually got to see her parents killed. Really? Yeah. I've only ever seen the director's cut. Ah, so good. When you got to see... No, you've seen the non-director's cut. I only remember the director's cut. Okay, maybe. Because uh, they were... There was on a cable. There was four of them. She had a brother. Yeah, and then the other parents. Remember, they would ride their big wheels around the... uh, Well, and her brother, you see them have to kill her brother. He's the one they find first that says, kill me, kill me, and they shoot him No, no, no. Her brother was a little kid. Little tiny kid. Little tiny kid. So you didn't see the director's cut, I'm assuming. Okay. uh, They got... uh, 
the parents were part of a surveying group that they all went together. It was the mom, the dad, and Newt, and the little brother. They got in this huge big wheel machine because they saw that there was life readings off on a different part of the And it was like a big bonus for whoever found... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a huge bonus if they went out there. you were the person that found it because it was all these other people. So they would take... Encourage a chance taking. You saw the dad... And the mom leave, and they left the kids, and the kids are playing in the uh, in the big rig, waiting for their parents to come back. Yeah. And literally, the door opens, and the mom is bringing oh. her dad in, who has the face hugger already on his face. Yeah. Oh, and they're like shit. calling in, "We got a problem. We got a problem." And Newt's just staring, screaming her head off on yeah. her and everything. Oh, so wow. you realize, and it was like very much like James Cameron's The Abyss. It just made for a more complete movie with having that director's cut on there. Yeah. Because you realize what she had been through. She literally is the only survivor. Because you saw all. All those all group. You, you saw the entire group and them interacting. You saw them in like their uh, command station yeah. and everything. And you right. never saw any of that in the beginning. You never saw any yeah. of that in the, the original re- Alien. So you just huh. saw her being found. So it was uh, – and they went re- unresponsive. So it was probably more like maybe a month or so. Mm. They might have said it. I'm sure they did. I, I thought she remember did, she's like she survived out here. This, for like three weeks or yeah, something like I, that. I got like, the impression that it was probably a month maybe mm-hmm. that she was there. But there, there. she was like, this girl can survive. We can survive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, you know, she's made that promise to her. She's like, I'm not going to leave you behind. I'm not right. going to leave you behind. And that, so, she didn't have a choice. Uh, she had that, to come back. When that alien comes up out of the water behind her. Oh, oh takes man, her, man. So good. But even with... Uh, with Bishop, and it was not even a question at the end where Bishop's like, uh, we have like, what was it, like eight minutes before and like this entire area is like, you Good. cannot even be on it. The yeah. entire planet's going to explode. And yeah. She's like, I'm not leaving without her. Yeah. And he, she does that Rambo strap this shit on and mm-hmm. she goes down there and she's just one of the most badass characters ever. Those really. flamethrowing machine guns. Yeah. Flamethrowing <laughs> and then just taking out the, all the hive and taking the queen yeah. and then if that wasn't bad enough, like, Getting back to the planet and having to strap that yellow construction thing on and fighting yeah. hand for hand and yeah. blowing it out of the airlock, you're like, holy crap! Yeah, and it, it hanging on to her, out, she's, you know, before like getting sucked out into space uh, and everything. It's like, literally she's. I love those first four Alien movies so friggin' much. She is probably one of my ca- favorite characters in all of cinema history. Is uh, I think Ellen the fourth Ripley. one might be my favorite. I love that fourth one, man, and the way she acted in that. She was different. She, she was, wasn't her anymore. She wasn't, and she acted like. She she was different and like she was knowledgeable to a point where she knew things that no one else knew and that those but there was smiles. no fear there was no fear in yeah her anymore. but she had that inquisitive look where she would tip her head and she would look at stuff and not quite understand what she was looking at it's the one in the prison right yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah, no, yeah. The, uh, well with ron perlman or whatever uh yeah, but that wasn't really a prison. The prison one was the when they were all bald. Remember? Oh, yeah, With Charles yeah, yeah, S. Yeah, Dutton and right. all that. Yeah, yeah, that was right. the prison plan, which I love, too. That was the yeah. Fincher one. But the fourth one being the bringing it back to Amelie, that guy brought a lot of his own guys on there mm-hmm. to uh, to be a part of that, and they just gelled so great, uh, so well together in that movie. So, yeah, I could have put any of those movies for Ellen Ripley, uh, Ripley but I like Aliens. Hell, yeah. So, yeah, that about does it for uh, kind of uh, – our hero pod, and we've got another exciting one coming next week. Till then, we you could can get probably a- do a few of those. Oh yeah, 
It's, it's so wide open, man. You you think of like every movie and, and on different levels, there's different heroes and different things and took everything out of me not to put Jack Burton, but technically Jack Burton wasn't really the major hero of that. He I was, was kind of I would have I would have put Wang Chi if I was going to go with that or like uh, your boy from La- Dragon. Yeah, I was going to uh, say I went with the actual Bruce Lee instead of Bruce Leroy. <laughs> Bruce Leroy. Yeah. Even though that was the first time I when I went and saw Chinese Connection on DVD, it was because of Last Dragon. Oh, yeah. Because of his excitement of yeah. saying, oh, it's Chinese yeah, Connection. Chinese Connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. that's when I had first seen it. So. That's awesome. But if you want to get a hold of us or uh, check us out on uh, SoundCloud and uh, iTunes, if you want to get a hold of us, we're on Facebook or on uh what are we on Twitter? Yep. At yeah. You can probably Podcasts. go to Paul's house too. You can go to my house. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm going to watch a movie with you. Yeah, I'll totally. You come to my house, I'll totally watch a movie with you. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to be doing it anyways. <laughs> but uh, you want to get shoot us an email? We're at fastingwithfilms at gmail And then uh, next week, uh, it's still up in the air, but it'll be something crazy exciting. So I bet it will. Till next time. See you. Peace. Bye. I'd say that was a pretty successful broadcast. <laughs>